Welcome to Both Down, episode 14, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. That's one year old. We are one year old. We're one year old. We're one year old. We still poop ourselves. Uh, speaking of that. Okay. That's not Blood Bowl related, but yesterday we were recording this on the 15th, right? Is that what today is? Yeah, the 15th of December. Okay. Probably shouldn't have broke that fourth wall and told everybody. No, I was trying to think of what day it is. I don't okay. Know. Well, that's sad that you can't even remember what day it is. I don't care. Yesterday. It's a Saturday. Okay. So we've been giving my two-year-old M&Ms if she pees in the potty. Okay. The potty trainer. Well, she finally ran out of M&Ms. She's been peeing in the potty for now a couple weeks. So we finally ran out of M&Ms. So I didn't want to replenish the M&M jar. I wanted her to have that break so she knows that she just needs to go pee in the potty, rewarded right. or not. So she doesn't have to, you know, when she's 20, go yeah, in the bathroom, want, go yeah, and call I, dad, going, Dad, I want an M&M. <laughs> I don't want her husband to call me one day and go, <laughs> how do you break this, you know? Um, so we're going to wait a few days and buy some more M&Ms so we could encourage the pooping in the potty because right. she has not done that at all. It doesn't matter if we, you tell her you're going to ruin panties or not. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, she finally did it. And today she's done it twice. So now she's pooping in the potty. And we never had a chance to replenish the M&M thing. Good. So I think she probably thought, crap, I got to start pooping in the potty to get some candy. And then she did it. (laughs) And we don't have candy to reward her. So I think maybe she's like, hey, this is a lot cooler than just sitting in my own filthy warmth. Yeah, it's much better. Right. So I think think we might have our kid almost – Completely potty trained. She also didn't pee her pants last night. We didn't put a diaper on her. We put panties and tried it overnight. So might save us some money in the long run or short short run or whatever. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But don't worry. I'll find something to spend that money on. Oh, yeah. Blood Bowl stuff. (laughs) So good news. Merry Christmas to me (laughs) 10 days before Christmas. Yeah, it has nothing to do with Blood Bowl or Christmas, but okay. Only people out there with children... They know what I'm going through, and they go, oh, I remember those days when my kids started squatting in the pot. Yeah, I don't have kids. I know you don't. So. Think, think about if you had to change your, a cat's diaper. And <laughs> I would not have a cat. <laughs> and I don't have a cat, so. Eh. Sorry to bring that up. Oh, <laughs> That's okay. My family is three for three this year on dead cats. Oh, my gosh. My cat died, my brother's cat died, and my father's cat died. Are you serious? Yeah. Holy moly! The uh, well, we all had to put them down, but they. <laughs> so what you're saying it is, was you're, you're sixteen, fourteen, and twelve. So the Campbells are a bunch of cat killers. Kinda. We let doctors do it though. That's good. That's, so we're not just ringing next or anything. Well, some crazy crap might happen next week with all the mind calendar stuff. So. Yeah, I'm sure that won't happen. But okay. Yeah. I'm talking about the other the crazy people that believe that. Oh yes, yes. So, I want them to give me all their stuff. <laughs> no, they'll they'll need it for <laughs> the afterlife of the mine apocalypse or something. Okay, let's talk about Blood Bowl. God, that's one Qu- way to do a segment, I guess. Quite the tangent there. So we are one years old. Yes, our anniversary episode, which has nothing to do with our anniversary. Isn't it co- kind of amazing? I mean. You told me, you reminded me of that. Like, not that you needed to remind me, but you did remind me before we started recording. And I was thinking, golly, it feels so short. Like, it's hard to believe this has been a year. On one way, it feels short, but then on the other way, it feels like we've done more than 12 episodes. That's because we have done more than 12 right. episodes. Right. So, 
I don't know why. Just to me, anniversary feels like it should be twelve episodes, and I think we're on number fourteen. That's because you're an old school comic guy. Two more, yeah. You're an old school comic guy. Twelve issues a year, you get yeah. Annual. Well, if I was really old, it'd be like four a year or six. Four what? Comics? Back in the old days, they used to do them in quarters. Oh, or the comics? monthly yeah. Yeah, but yeah. you're used to comics in the 80s. Yes. So. So Blood Bowl-wise, anything happened new with you? Um, Let's see. I haven't played a lot of Blood Bowl since we've last... Well, I have in our home league. Um, I've, I've managed to piss off two of my friends in the home league. Yeah, you want to talk about that just real quick? I know we don't I, talk a lot in this opening segment, but let's just do it. It's kind of fun. Steve has... I don't think they want me to. Let's let's do it anyway. Oh, okay, um, you can blame it on me. I'll blame it on the rain. So my thought process or question to everybody out there, you can uh, get back with us either through email or Twitter. What would those accounts be? Blood Bowl Podcast at Gmail dot com and Blood Twitter. Bowl Podcast. Uh, both down podcast. Whatever at Gmail dot com and at both down and at both down on Twitter. Um, some guys in our league are kind of mad at Steve because when their best player falls to the ground or he's like sitting on the sidelines, Steve makes sure to injure them yes. the best he can, either by fouling or pushing them out of bounds. I uh, I fouled a dwarf that had eight movement. He got two MA plus ones, and he has block and pro. I think and, he has sure hands. Well, of course. He comes yeah. with sure hands because yeah, he's a true. runner. Now. You guys think, well, why wouldn't he have block or pro? These are random skills, guys. So we play in a random skill league. So he randomly got good skills. Very good skills. So he'd already scored two touchdowns that game, and all he had to do was stand up, go forward a couple of times, and he may have had to been pushed by a block, but it could have easily happened. I knew he was going to try to score with him again, so he's just feeding the ball to him. <laughs> so you fouled him. So he was on the ground, and I decided, well, instead of that guy getting you know, another touchdown. Now, this guy is going for the lead in touchdowns. To try right. to break a, he's trying to break a record. And both the of coaches. them are kind of upset because I have the league record in touchdowns. With one of your former players. Right. So they think that I'm trying to protect that record, which I am, partially. <laughs> okay, Let's not kid ourselves. You are a little yeah. bit. But wh- who wouldn't? But also, the dude is a super annoying Badass player. Oh, I trust so, me. I know. I had a shot at him. I fouled him, and I move busted him. That's good. I thought so. He did not. He <laughs> of course didn't. not. And of course, it's with my all thrall team. So I have fifteen players. I fouled three other times during that game. Got called out all three times. So and it finally worked. Yeah. So he knew it was coming. Put him <sighs> in anyways. Tried to feed him the ball, and that's what he got. He was not happy. And okay, the other one came from a Skaven. The other one's a Skaven. Did he have plus movement or just sprint? He has sprint. He has sprint. <clears throat> he's a gutter runner. And he'd already scored twice that game. And and the, he's exclusively feeding the ball to that guy. Because right. when I played Allen, Allen didn't really even care about tying me. He cared more about getting a touchdown for that guy because he's trying to break your record. Right, he's trying to break the record. And... This is Alan's first time of actually having a star player. I'm used to it. Scott's used to it. I don't know if you are or not. Have you ever had to... Um, I think really Action and Sears Mayfeather are really the only two. I I would like to have like a go-to guy on most of my teams, 
But a lot of times the mentality of just win, baby, usually mm-hmm. kicks in. Yeah. And I'm usually punished too when I try that extra handoff. So, Well, see, it really helped with in, Action Jackson and Sears Mayfeather because they're both blodgers and they both had a lot of movement. So they both were the best people to give the ball to. No, I understand. And so that was what was happening with Allen's guy. And he put him in on the field after he'd already scored two touchdowns. He didn't mean to, but he did. <laughs> so then he tried to run away, and I went after him, and I got him, and I niggled him. Well, there's And he a, wasn't happy about it. And he also got injured and missed a game. So so what Steve's saying is um, he injured, <laughs> seriously injured both guys that are in the lead for the touchdown record and our league leaders in touchdowns. Right, and I'm playing number three <clears throat> next week. Are you really? And I'm going after him. <laughs> Kenneth Loggins is going down. Kenneth Loggins, the war dancer. Dude, I hope you kill that guy because he try. is a strength plus one war dancer, and he's amazing. Oh, I'm going to try and knock his feet off. His feet off? That way he'll be footloose. Oh, that, uh, that is yeah. awful. That is awesome. That pun belongs on 3 double It's going to go in the danger zone. Oh, yeah. another one. I don't know any other Kenny Loggins songs. <laughs> That's good. I really don't. Tell you what, I've I played a few fun Blood Bowl games, but I'm really ticked off because my halflings have come up like a play short twice now. You're getting mad that you're losing with halflings. By one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Shut up. Yeah, I really am because I had the game against the Skaven. Uh, I tied up. I, I was so happy. I only had like six players in the field. I caged up with a halfling cage and mm-hmm. the treeman. Worked down there. I was playing Allen's uh, uh, Skaven again. And then I score on my last play. It gives him one play left. He's going to have to push my guy a bunch of times. So I have my side, you know, my sidestepper guy up there and everything so he can at least dodge around. Yeah. We get the, what is it? Is it the riot where the kickoff table goes yeah. back? Because it was on the last play. Mm-hmm. Bull crap. <laughs> or as I, I would have said when I was five, bull corn. Because, yeah, I said bull corn. That was my way of saying, you know, bullshit. So... You could just say BS. BS, whatever. There's no cause for that language, sir. Oh, okay. Well, it's Christmas. Reindeer shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so I used to say bullcorn. Um, yeah, so the clock went back. I tell you what, I don't like the, the option of the clock going just one direction. I like the 50-50. It either runs the clock out, the ref just lets it yeah. go, or it can go back. But I was really mad the clock automatically went back. <laughs> so against Skaven, when you only have like six halflings on the field, yeah. you're not going to, unless he screws himself, you're not going to stop that. No. So I lost three to two. I was pissed. Ugh. That's understandable. But yeah, I guess you did mention it is coming up to be Christmas. We were going to do an anniversary show, but we didn't really know what to do for an anniversary show. So we're just doing a show. Yeah, we're just doing a show. But... It's going to be Christmas-themed in a way. It is? It's going to be a Blood Bowl Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. We're going to discuss Blood Bowl past, present, and future. Ooh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So our first segment, we're going to go through every iteration of Blood Bowl that there's been. <laughs> so it's going to be a segment that's like three hours long. Well, no. It's, we're going to touch on them because people have, Scott mentions quite often he played second edition. So people were like, well, is 2nd Edition the one with the, the newer ones? Or, or they were thinking the Styrofoam pitch was the first edition. So we're just going to kind of break it down and describe a little bit about each edition. All the ancillary games, like on the computer or mm-hmm. everything. 
and just kind of have a nice little ch- chat about the past. And then second segment is going to be the present, or rather... Presents. Presents. Ooh. What we would like to get for Blood Bowl. So that could be like my present and your present turned into presents, or could that be presents? Get where I'm going with that? I have no clue. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming it's just going to be presents. We're oh. just going with that. Okay. Like if we could unwrap one thing, what would it be? Oh, okay. 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 All right. Okay. And then we're going to talk about Blood Bowl's future. Ooh. Not the game, really, more about our tournaments and... Our future in Blood What Bowl. we would like to do the next year. Like I said, you know, the past was a good year for us. We had a lot of good people, and we'll probably touch more about that in shout-outs. But Sounds until good. then, want to just go on to the first segment? Let's take a little break, and we'll come back with Chris, uh, Christmas past. Uh, Blood Bowl past. Of Christmas or Christmas past of Blood Bowl or... Of the future. Of the future. Of the past. In the future. What was that thing? What? That was on Conan O'Brien. In the year 2000. Okay, that was it. In the year 2512. No, that's the different... That's like Cleopatra 2525. Oh, okay. Remember in the old song in the year 2525? In the year 2525. (laughs) If mankind is still alive. No. Okay. Who sung that? I don't know. But no. the Cleopatra 2525 is a good show. Oh, my god! That was horrible. Was... You and Kevin Hooper are the only two people I know that's ever watched that. that and I a... know why he watched it, because it was scantily clad women. That is a good reason to watch it. <laughs> a stripper was getting boob implants. And got cryogenically frozen and woken up in the year 2525. Is that for real? That is for real. Oh, my god! And um, then there was some war going on. And Gina Torres of Firefly Flame, Firefly fame was in that. I'm sorry, everybody. I should have just let the segment in. But we <laughs> had to keep talking just a little bit longer. Now but we're talking about Cleopatra 2525. It's a good show. It's not a good show, but it's a fun show. <laughs> okay. I'll give you that. It's a fun show. Okay, I'll make sure to like put a link on the webpage for this when we. I don't know why show. you would do that, but okay. Somebody's gonna look it up. And now to the past. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. Hello. I'm Bertha Wigfrist. I'm a star player in Centerfold in the world of Blood Bowl. You're listening to Both Down with Steve and Scott. Okay, and now we have a segment covering Blood Bowl Past. The Past of Blood Bowl. Come, get to know me, man. What? What the heck? Christmas Carol. Whenever the the Christmas, Ghost of Christmas Past shows up, come get to know me, man. Jacob Marley, you mean? Isn't that the guy's Christmas Past guy? You don't know what's going on, do you? The Ghost of Christmas Past is not Jacob Marley. Jacob Marley's the one who tells him that he's going to be visited by three spirits. Okay. So he gets visited by the spirit of Christmas Past, which is usually depicted like like him up at Christmas Carol. You know, he's a big guy and... Jolly and, uh-huh. oh, get to know me, man. Come closer. So he was a Rastafarian? Ah, oh, yeah, man. 
Do you know Snoop Dogg's Rastafarian now? I know God, this is what. Yes. You mean Snoop Lion? Snoop Lion. I didn't know about Snoop Lion until like two <sighs> days ago. Somebody yeah. goes, Snoop Lion, and I was like, what are you talking about? I know this is not about Blood Bowl Pass, but. That's a fine. This is about Rap Pass. It's, Snoop <laughs> Lion? How can that work? It's it's crappy Rastafarian music, as always. It sounds like everything else does. Okay. Well, but he also showed up on Epic Rap Battle as Moses. So yeah. he's fine. Uh, yeah, I think that's what brought it up. Epic rap battle. They were talking about that. Rap, 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 what did you just say? That's how they opened their stuff. Let's talk about Blood Bowl. Uh, okay. we, we have talked so much not about Blood Bowl this podcast for the one year anniversary. Or yeah, so let's let's get as to you can it. tell. Hey, it's our anniversary show. We're gonna do whatever the hell we want. Yeah, Ginger Badge don't care. I don't either. Killywoggy don't care. Killywoggy don't care. We should probably we know we never mentioned who we were. What do you mean? In the beginning. I don't think we mentioned who we were, did we? If they don't know by now, <laughs> welcome to Both Down. I am uh, Scott. That's and- Scott. This is Steve. Hey, congratulations. Second segment. You made it. <laughs> we didn't do it, did we? Wow. We could edit that, but then it nope, just... too late. Just enjoy. God, we're horrible at this. Golly, One year think- in, you think we'd know what we were doing. <laughs> it did feel a little bit more <laughs> it's like relaxed. We, we feels like we forgot something. Oh, yeah, us. <laughs> all right well anyways so yes the the, I, the object of this segment was just to kind of go back through blood bowl's past so let's just go chronological order back did, to the did, year 1986 before you start i'd like to say you did a lot of work by looking all these things up because i was going to start to do this and then i was like that's too much work <laughs> it was a lot of work and i'm probably wrong on some of this because well, i'm just going you- off websites Webs- yeah, well, that's all we got. And I own almost everything, but we'll get to that in a second. All right, so first edition, 1986, Blood Bowl came out. Yeah, so Blood Bowl, as you might know, created by Jervis Johnson, 1986, and it comes out, it's a little square box. It's not little, but yeah, it's a board game size box. Well, like a no, role-playing it's, it's kind of square, well, okay. It doesn't look like a board game that I was used to. It's kind of squarish. Okay, correct. Or it's kind of in a box, like if I remember correctly, like role playing games used to be sold right. at like yeah. bookstores and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, cardboard minis, right? Yeah. So if you're not familiar with it, it, didn't have any plastic minis or metal miniatures. It came with cardboard ones that you would put on pegs, right? Like yeah, holders. little stands, right? They, I, they I, did make metal miniatures, though, right? They did make some first edition metal miniatures, but I think it was just like, this is a skeleton. This is a dwarf. Yeah. This is, I think there might have been two orc models or something like that. It wasn't many, mm-hmm. but if you like had an undead team, I assume that you just had all the skeleton guys. Yeah. Um, I've never played this. I haven't either. And I, don't really I know you to. haven't, <laughs> and I know you have the rules, but I don't have any desire to because my brain... Yeah, I don't want to mess up the new rules. Confuse, I, you know, I still talk about all the time when I play a current Blood Bowl, I go, I'm going to go sprint. And they mm-hmm. go, you don't have that skill. And I went, oh, I'm sorry, go for it. Because yeah. of second edition stuff in my head. So, anyways. But, yeah, I guess um, some people had mentioned that there was a game prior to this called Monsters of Midway. And I've never played that or even know what it looks like. It was put out by TSR. And I didn't know about it either. But now I'm kind of intrigued about getting it. Well, if you can find it. Because I do have Battle Ball, which is an offshoot, not an offshoot, but kind of a knockoff game. Right, yeah. I've seen and that. Dread Ball, which, knockoff game. Oh, you got Dread Ball? 
Yeah, I'm getting it. I, it's not. He's not here oh, yet. Oh, you don't have but it yet. Okay. Realistically, as much as they want to say it's not a knockoff game, it's a knockoff it's game. A knockoff it's the game. future. That's fine. It's 40k Blood Bowl. Yeah, it's like if I tried to be like, okay, let's make Blood Bowl without it being Blood Bowl. Um, use more dice <laughs> yeah. and not have end zones. Okay, we're good. Sounds fine with me. Okay, so looking at first edition without making this segment like excruciating long. Oh, it's already too it's long. Probably going to be. So they had movement allowance, combat skill. I guess that was like I don't know. Yeah, because throwing the, skill, strength, toughness, wounds, attacks, and cool. This was much more of a battle game than it was a football game. Okay, because you could not only block opponents, but you could also make attacks against them. Okay, which was kind of odd when I was reading up on it. Well, I mean, but if you're yeah, coming from like a you know forty. It was their attempt to make it like a forty k or fantasy fantasy game into a football game, and they tried, and it eventually turned into what it is. But at the time, it wasn't very football like. Okay. Um, and also the pitch was only 14 by 26. So it was one too small to actually use. Okay, so we couldn't pull that no. out now and use it. Unfortunately not. It still looks cool, but okay. it's we, we could. It's just one pitch or one smaller. Okay. Uh, so then Death Zone came out in 87, which was the first expansion. New rules and races, it says. Yeah, and uh, I don't own this. You thought you did. I thought I had Death Zone. You do. I have a different Death Zone. <laughs> I know you do. So I didn't realize that. You don't have the first edition expansion. Right. Which I will eventually need to get that. (laughs) I know because it bugs you, doesn't it? Eh, It doesn't greatly bug me, but I would like it. It, Enough for you to, when you're on eBay, you're going to check. I've already checked. (laughs) And one sold really recently, really cheap. But now that annoys me. And now that you podcasted that, everybody's going to be after it, so you'll never get one. Yep. Um, Yeah, so since I don't have it, didn't find much about it online. I don't know what's on it. It just says new races and stuff. I don't know. Sure. Okay, yeah. But yeah, so that was 87. And then 88 is when 2nd Edition comes out. This is the year I became a man. You had sex? No. But uh, if I would have put as much time into having sex as I did in creating... <laughs> Names and players and stats and playing games. Oh, my gosh. You would have been king of six. I'd be like Snoop Lion. (laughs) (laughs) So when Scott says that he's played second edition, this is the one he's played. came out in 88. It came with plastic miniatures. What were they, like a blue orc team? It was blue orcs. Red was partial human, partial orc. No, the humans were, I think, blue. And the orcs were red. Is that what it was? No, I know the orcs are blue. You sure? Yeah, I got some. I got some blue humans at home. I think the blue humans are from something else. We'll get to that. Okay, well... It, it might be. I don't know. From my memory. But all the figures were the same miniature. So this right. probably comes back from the first edition where if you had a skeleton team or a skaven team, it was all the... You just had a bunch of the same mm-hmm. guy. I, I assume uh, they had 16 minis, so it was a full team. Had little stickers you could put on their back so you could have player one, player yeah. two. And, of course, we didn't paint them. We just uh, you know, we just went with it. They also had the little stands that had, like, little colored rings. That you, It had mm-hmm. smaller stands so you could put the colored rings around it. So you'd have, like, your orc catchers were yellow or your, you know, whatever. Which is red. You right. like, yeah. So you can identify them. And, when, yeah, when I talk about playing the old 40 
40 game 40 team league with 16 games and play extended playoffs mm. we did it all with just those two teams jeez except for me i was the only guy that got a metal team of dwarves and had them painted so. cool but this is also uh it came out with the astro granite turf mm-hmm. so this was the actual 15 by 26 that we used to mm-hmm. so it's regular size now and it came with dugouts simplified the rules but back then, every model could move and attack, right? From what – there's somebody out there that knows second edition rules better than while. I do. But <laughs> from what I remember, yes, you could get a guy off the ground. You could go move. You could go hit. Um, if they chose not to hit, then they could use the sprint allowance, which so like if they had sprint three and move six, they could move six. And if they didn't hit somebody, they could move the additional three. Um, that's not how I remember it, but I'm not okay. saying you're wrong. Uh, so I read online. Okay. So. The sprint was just like our go forts we have now. Yeah. So like catchers. That's probably the same thing. They just means so to- from what I remember, like a human catcher could move four mm-hmm. and they might've had their extra speed came from sprinting. So their sprint was plus four. Okay. So they could move an extra four or like a dwarf blocker could mm-hmm. only move three and he only had sprint one. Okay. So there's no way that a ca- a catcher was always going to outrun a you know dwarf yeah. blocker or something like that. Um, I know for sure dwarves all had movement three. You know. Anyways, uh, yeah. So they had their, their stats was movement, sprint. Like I said, those were like the go for it's strength, agility, armor, uh, throwing skill, and cool. Which was throwing skill is like what you added to your dice to throw the ball. Right. And then to catch it, you took your dice roll plus your cool and to see if you would catch the ball. So if you were in tackle zones and like all elves had uh, cool plus two yeah, and throwing skill plus two. So for them to actually miss a pass was really hard. But as you can tell, it definitely got rid of combat skill and wounds and attacks. Yeah, so this is much more, more, more like the rugby type game. Yeah, and it introduced fouling instead of actually attacking somebody, you would just foul them. That is correct. Which uh, makes more sense. Um, this had all the crazy mutations and random skills, which we still kind of play in our league even today. I mean, cause I just yeah. came from that background. It's just so much more fun. So yeah, this is also the, the biggest of the boxes because it this had yeah. styrofoam. I think at the time the game was only like 40 bucks, but I just remember hmm. it, you know, it's, it's kids in junior high. That was like it's $40. A lot of I, I, I swear. I think the uh, team that, I begged for for Christmas was only like twenty five bucks, but Jeez. you know, yeah, you mow lawns for two bucks or five bucks. T- that takes weeks and weeks to do, and you got to play video games. This is before the cool graphics that we have on our TVs now. Yeah, this is when we had an Atari, and you went to the arcade because it was better. Yeah, it remember was so that awesome back then. Remember going to the arcade? Yeah, you didn't mind. That's a whole other tangent that we're not okay. going to get on because right. that is a long one. Um. So right after 88, they put out the Star Players book, which is in 89. And this just broke open everything. This is the yellow hardbound one, right? Right. This introduced all the different races, uh, even more. It had so much fluff but background on things. It had the oh. mutation charts. The whole bunch of Star Players and large ran- monsters. I said, this, I said the random skills for the second edition, but this is really where those skills were came in this book told you all the rules and everything else yeah and then had all the star players in the back i mean those were incredible 
And from what I read, this is also where the campaign rules and the star player system and injuries all came into the game. Uh, yeah, the long-term injuries and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, that's where all this came from. Um, so gradually looking more and more like the Blood Bowl we, Blood Bowl we used to now. Uh-huh. And as we must have got the – we didn't wait a year. I know that we got the second edition game, started our league, and like by week two – we started introducing the star player uh, rule book oh, okay. rules into it. So who knows? Maybe we just found it or something like that. But it yeah. wasn't too long after that. So Also that same year, they put out Dungeon Bowl, which I guess is, would you say this, it's an expansion? It's not really an expansion. It's a uh, variant. Well, we always took Dungeon Bowl, and if you look back at the fluff, they always said the colleges of magic. Yeah. And, how the game store clerk sold it to us is is like, there's another game out there with Blood Bowl. And we're like, what? And he's like, yeah, if you guys like, because we were into sports big time back then. And he's like, yeah, like the college leagues, the colleges of magic. And we're like, oh, God, okay, we have yeah. to get this. So we took all that as not just these colleges of magic doing tournaments. We actually took that literally to mean this is college football hmm. and Blood Bowl is the NFL equivalent. Yeah, so and, like you you'd play in your college of magic and then get called up into the correct. blood bowl. That's exactly how we took it. And and I think really it was just a variance of blood bowl. This is dungeon bowl, that's blood bowl. That's cool. You know? Yeah. So there you go. But, but yeah, that, you, you can listen to our dungeon bowl episode to hear more about that. Yeah, but um it came with a it was really cool because it came with these little plastic doors. And yeah, and elves. It came with rules to throw the spike ball mm-hmm. because before then you just had a ball. And this introduced like the spike ball from my memory. And then it had uh, plastic dwarves and plastic elves. Yeah. So it was a full team, all all the same model too. Yeah, but still cool. Oh, it was really cool. Uh, I got that for Christmas and I was just like, this is the best <laughs> Christmas ever. And I had none of my friends around, but I still made some teams up, and I still played a game by myself. I was like, oh, they teleport. This is so awesome. <laughs> and yeah. It further ingrained your love of randomness. It kind of did with the teleporters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was good. It's still fun. Back back in the day when you played this level of Blood Bowl too, if you had an ogre or a treeman, he took the place of two players on the field. Oh, I didn't and, know that. And I Think I know they took up four squares. Uh, I think the mummy took three places on the roster. I, I'm pretty sure. Wow. But so, like, when I played with the Oldheim Ogres, I had five Ogres on the field mm-hmm. and one player running the ball because that was the equivalent of 11 to oh, somebody okay. else's. But injuries happened. These games were so much more bloodier. Oh, yeah. Because it was strength versus strength, and you just added the difference, mm-hmm. even in Dungeon Bowl. And so if you had an ogre going up against a halfling, it was strength five or six versus two. So you added plus three or plus four or whatever. And then if your dice hit tw- hit over 12, so if you rolled a nine, you automatically hurt that dude. you yeah. know. And then you rolled again, and like Mighty Blow 4, they had levels. Mighty Blow 4 was plus four to the injury. Jesus. From what I remember. That is broken. Uh, Mighty Blow 1 was plus 1 to the injuries yeah. and stuff like that. But they had all these levels and stuff, but it was oh, so much fun. And then I actually, our next subject is the uh, companion book. Yeah, 1990, the companion book comes out. That's the red one if you've seen it online. Right, and we actually had the companion before we even had Dungeon Bowl, or at least in our my okay. group of friends. So. And that one kind of did some of the sideline stuff because it had what rerolls and fans and weather. 
It had that. It had more campaign rules. It had more star players. This kind of introduced the idea of plays. If I, if I, this is all going by memory. I haven't yeah. researched any of this. From what I remember, the campaign book introduced the rules of you didn't have to go the first one to three scores wins or whatever. Mm-hmm. You had four plays to score. Okay. Okay. And then you, as you guys went down, you got tackled, you set them back up. Yeah, because every previous one was the first one to go to three scores wins, right? Yes, from what my memory is. Okay. Um, Which so, could take forever. So this one had plays in it. And I still think maybe you played the three, but I can't totally remember. I think this introduced field goal kicking for a half point, hmm. if I remember right, because you know you had kickers back then. Yeah. Uh, this introduced things like uh, what they called make weights, which is our journeymen, you know, players that just want to play Blood Bowl so bad they right. don't care if they have a peg leg or stuff. It introduced uh, some spells and stuff like that for the players to carry the, the different spells. Uh, it had different ideas on, you know, do I carry this guy? Cause he's worth so much more money, team costs and stuff. Right. And it really changed the game. And like I said, the, the, you had four plays to score a touchdown, but the defense had one blitz play where they could go first. Wow. So the offense had, they had all these plays. They went first, except the defense right before the offense went was blitz. And I could do it on turn one. And that means I move all my guys first, and I could maybe sack a guy in the back. Hmm. My strategy was always to hold on to my blitz until the fourth play, and then I just go tackle the guy in the background and turn over my my ball. So when you were playing and new stuff came out, did you immediately take that stuff and say, "This is canon. We're going to play like this now"? Yes, we did. Okay, and that was good and bad. I mean, I'll never get those memories, those great fun memories back. Because we just went with it. We were yeah. we were in junior high, you know. So we were like, oh, this must be what. Anything that came out in White Dwarf, mm-hmm. whether it was like, oh, Chainsaw Rules. Yeah, we added them immediately. Cool. I mean, that night we went home. We didn't even wait for the week to finish out. Like, yeah. okay, after week five, we're going <laughs> to add these in. It was like, if you've already played your game, uh, tough. We're going to go yeah. forward with this. Okay. So, That's yes. Cool. Um, yeah, it was really cool. So the next one. Did you even have this 1991 Crunch comes out? Uh, I did not have it. I saw it, and there was no way I wanted it. Why is that? Because Cause what this is, Crunch, is a simplified version of the game. It goes back to the smaller board, apparently, 14 by 26. And it was... Do you own this? I do own this. Did you actually pull it out and check the board size? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. I double-checked. Okay. Um... But yeah, you the the lid, the inside of it has it's like a tic tac toe, and you roll in the lid, and where the dice fall is kind what of happens. what the result is. And it seems like a lot of the rules are really simple, oh, and yeah. dumbed down. That's, so that's what I heard. It's like a kid's version almost. Right. When I saw this, we were kind of getting uh, blood bowl fatigue. Of course, yeah. I wasn't, but my I can only, imagine my only two other friends were. So you know, when you only play with three people. Yeah. You get Blood Bowl fatigue. After and, 572 games, sure. Right. Your your whole uh, ninth grade and 10th grade year. So I wanted this because I wanted the extra miniatures, mm-hmm. but I never wanted it because of the rules, and I just thought it was a simplified, Yeah, it comes with like version. red orcs and yellow dwarves, blue humans and orange elves and purple horseshoes and green clovers and... Wait, no, not those. See, this is why I think... Uh, your second edition thing's wrong because it says blue humans here and red orcs here. And you had it vice versa. But that's what I have 
in my box. Do you? Yes. Okay. So maybe my box is wrong. I don't know. Maybe they just had different colors. Who knows? That's what happens. These things get mixed up, too. Yeah. We may have to pull it out one day just to review it on the show. If I, anybody I, wants us to review that, let us know, and we can do that. I'm all for playing a crunch game just because I know it has that box top. and it's Yeah, it seems really odd, simple. but if you'd like us to review it, we will. Yeah. If not, eh, we might do it anyways. Yep. But then, go about three years now, because prior to this, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, 91, new stuff's coming out all the time. Right, and this is where you know we got older, we graduated high school. Yeah, and you know how slow time seems to move back when you're in junior high mm-hmm. and high school. Like we're never going to graduate mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And we thought the- when we first saw Crunch, we thought, "Oh boy, Blood Bowl must be dying." Well, it seems like it kind of did because it right. didn't. Nothing happened for three years. Right, and we thought this is that, not taking into account any magazines or anything. Right. Well, we thought when we saw Crunch, I thought, "Oh, this is not good for the game if they're just doing a simplified version of it." And of course, we didn't see anything for years. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, '94 it comes out with this third edition. Right, third edition comes <clears> out in '94. <throat> All new rules. This is where it, they introduce the two halves with eight turns, and now each model can move. Uh, they remove the sprint attribute, only down to one blitz per turn. Well, they simplified it in a lot of ways because, you know, they took out the throwing skill, the cool that we were used to yeah. in my game, the sprint. And, yeah, they changed the block dice. I mean, that was really hard for my buddies to get into because uh, Gary, who bought the sec- first, second edition yeah. among my group of friends, he bought the first, third edition as it came out. You know, we thought, we're going to get back into it. You know, everybody went off to college. That's true because before then you didn't have block dice. You It was just a yeah. regular... Die roll it was thing. D, yeah, two oh. D6s. And so we all went to college and junior college, and we didn't make it, and or we weren't mature enough, let's be honest. Yeah. And um, we all found ourselves still kind of hanging out years after high school. And he bought this immediately, and then it was like, uh, block dice? Uh, we don't know about this. Yeah. And it really bugged us. And it bugged me for years. And we never – we tried to get a league going, and that lasted a couple of weeks with just the three of us. Yeah. Th- one of the guys couldn't adapt at all. He just really didn't like the rules. He was just so ingrained in second edition. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I understand. It was really a it kind of shell shocked us. It is completely. It's kind of just like throwing out all the bad and replacing it. And to us now, to me, who came in after all this was finalized, it's much more logical and much simpler and makes more sense. And it seems more fun than prior ones, but I never played the old ones, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't like picking skills. We hated, absolutely hated that. And it's I just, could not tell. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just how we were raised on Blood Bowl. Yeah. You know, your, your memories are ingrained in that. You know, It seems like a lot of the fluff was taking out. It, it, it kind of was. It was more of a game now than it was a fantasy universe. Right. They They said the collapse of the NAF happened... And so that league was no longer around. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I was like, where's my dwarf giants? And I'm like, oh, there's a dwarf team called the Grudge Bearers. And we're like, ugh. Yeah. And there's this team now. And there's the, you know, and we were like, what has happened? So it just felt too different. You know, um, I equate it to like when comic book companies say they're resetting their universe. And yeah. They, you know, you have half the old guys that just go with the flow, and the other half was like, ah, then I'm quitting. Comics. I'm done. Yeah. Yep. And um, plus, 
you only got 12 miniatures, I think, if I remember with this set, instead of the full 16. Yeah, I think so. And that really ticked us off, too. We were like, <laughs> what the crap? Are they cheap now? And yeah, but this, is, this didn't they make a big push on the metal miniatures at this point? They did. So like there was, this is where they put out most of the metal miniatures that are out now. There was a lot in second edition. Oh, okay. They, they, you could buy teams, but even then you could buy full 16-player teams. Yeah. Um, so this really threw us off with this 12 miniatures, and we thought, well, we don't need them. We have our old second edition. And Yeah. Anyways, we just got too busy. We didn't keep up with our league. And then about that same time, Death Zone, the expansion I have, mm-hmm. comes out. And that has, I guess, new races. I'm not sure if this, they actually came out then or if they were in the third edition. I believe these races, there was some new races in there. I, I don't. I couldn't tell exactly which races. Yeah. But, but it had a lot more randomness <clears throat> to it. The dirty trick cards and the random events and the magic items. And also had more star players and team ratings. Right. They did They did that stuff. They did the cards. Well, the progression of star players, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was another thing in third edition. Uh, at the beginning, you know, all these star players that we fell in love with were gone. Yeah. Except for, like, a few of them. It, was just, it just really bugged us. I can imagine. You played so, so many games with them. Yeah. But, okay. anyways. But, yeah, that was, I guess, late 94, I, from what your uh, sheet says. I'm assuming. And then, 95, they made a video game. Yes, this was so awesome. So, for the computer, uh, I guess it was put out by Strategic Simulations and released by Micro League. Yes. You played this, I haven't. I played uh, the crap out of this. I did not actually own this because I used to... uh, I was going to try to do the PC gaming. Yeah. And you could never keep up back then, you know. Like, oh yeah, it every was definitely game, every like, game came out. It needed like this type of memory and this type of. Memory. So I gave up on that. Anytime this, a new game came out, you had to buy a new computer, basically. It's what it felt. And like. that's no, literally, you did. If you wanted to keep up, you either had to upgrade your computer or buy a new one. Because that's why I played. You know, I played Wolfenstein, and then I got into Doom, and I stuck with Doom because all this, all the new games are coming out. And I'm like, I'm not upgrading my PC. <laughs> I can't play that. I can't play that. Well, then this is in the early '90s. I tried to do this, and because um, we had a friend who would come into town on holidays, his parents were divorced, so he kind of his dad was a lawyer too. But that helps. I, I'm pretty sure he was a lawyer. He had money, anyway. So he always had the Amiga computer and the other nice computers, and could keep up with this. But yeah. we, we tried for years. So I never bought this because I didn't have a PC at the time. Uh, Gary did though. My same buddy that bought all those other games. We got finally grew up a little bit and decided to go back to college. And he was already down at University of Oklahoma, so I came down there. Yeah, and we roomed together for a year. And he had this on his computer, and I played the snot out of it. <laughs> um, I played so many leagues with the dwarf team. In this league, you ha- you could like buy star players, so you could buy. And this was all just single player, right? There was I- no online. No, or... no, no. There was no online. If there was, I didn't know about it. Okay. It was too early. You know, we didn't even have the internet. We just had a computer to write papers and stuff back then. Uh, a lot of people don't know how far back the internet goes. Well, this is 96. I yeah. mean, we had the internet, but it it was at the time where it wasn't right. totally worth just to be online when I got a, for no reason. In 93, I first got on the internet, and it was all Usenets through the college, uh-huh. my brother's college. And then... You know, it was bulletin boards and then AOL. And I remember playing Quake 
with my buddy Mike. <laughs> uh-huh. We I had a dedicated phone line just so I could right play that, and it was so much fun. It was so dumb, but well, I understand. And don't get me wrong, we had. The, I didn't know if the, it's we possible, ha- but we had. The I didn't internet, think so. But no, I don't. I don't think it had any online component whatsoever. Like I said, you didn't bother getting on the internet all the time then. Right. Um, but this is still turn-based and everything, just like the regular game. Yes. Okay. And, you know, it was so awesome. But as players died, I mean, if you played 12 seasons and a bunch, you start killing people off, they don't come back because the only players you can buy are, like, star players and stuff. <laughs> From what, so you can't if buy my memory's correct on that. So, yeah, you can't just buy lineman one, lineman two. That seems so, like a flaw in the system. From what I remember, this is it's yeah. been years, obviously many, many years. Because we only lived together from 96 to about halfway through 97. But I played the crap out of this. I won so many championships and killed so many guys. <laughs> but So I started to play teams that were down people and stuff. And so really you had to restart the league over. And yeah. I think it only had eight teams in it total. It might have only had six. Okay, I can't remember. But it didn't have many teams. And it was probably built for you know hoping to get expansions and stuff and it yeah. never happened so it was cool. a very fun game though it had basic graphics it was you can find online an emulator to actually play it and i downloaded it and i tried to play it and i only got the opening to play but it seemed kind of cool so yeah. I mean, if you really want to find out you can go and get it I'm not advocating pirating software if you play fumble it's 1995 who cares right if you play fumble it's kind of similar to that. I thought the graphics were probably better, but yeah, I mean, in the same type of vein. Okay. Know. See, and then a few more years go by, and I'm guessing third edition didn't hit it off too well because nothing came out for a while. I would assume not. I was, um, and then '98, a Blood Bowl compendium comes out with some additional rules. I don't know what, but is this the things that they call like the blue books that they're calling like, I think so. like yearbooks and stuff? I, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I don't think a lot of... Well, we can talk here in a second. Let's go go to 2000. So 2000 comes around, and 4th edition comes out. What's that? 4th edition? I've never heard of 4th edition. There's a reason for that. Came out in, um, I guess, what just called Blood Bowl Magazine 1 and 2. And it had new rules. And I guess they were a pretty big departure from the previous ones. And Jervis came out and was like, well, these are experimental. They need more looking into before we actually decide on anything. And that's how the Blood Bowl Rules Committee started. Is this the reissue of the game? No. This was just the Blood Bowl Rules came out. Okay. Just in the magazines. Okay, because there was a reissue of the game. That was like 2002. Okay. It was like a a slimmer version of the game or something. Okay, I see I see we're going to talk about that in a second. But yeah, so in 2000, I guess people were not digging the new rules so much that um, uh, the Blood Bowl Rules Committee got together Mm -hmm. and they started doing the Living Rulebook. Okay. And so that's where the Living Rulebook came. And that was people getting together and deciding to look at it every year. So that's the numbers, where we get the number system. Mm -hmm. The current rules are... Some people call it Living Rule Book Six, and right. some people call it the CRP. Yeah. So the first one was in response to Living Rule, the fourth edition, which there was no game put out, just in the magazines. Okay. And then 
That yeah, there happened. was a Blood Bowl magazine for a while. I remember seeing those in the hobby shops because I've got a couple issues. Yeah, I, I need th- the other ones. I haven't actually sit, sat down and read them because right. I don't want to confuse my mind. Yeah, seeing their old rules and be like, that I think that's where that. Lucky Luke came from. I do want to get Lucky Luke back because listening to Three Die Blocks talking about Amazon teams about mm-hmm. how they're so similar and they need something else and. I'm thinking... Really? They need something else? Well, okay, yes, I agree they're pretty damn good, but they are squishy. So they're talking about maybe taking away... If you can ever away, make them hit them down. Instead of the Blitzers having block, give them wrestle, be better. But I think they should get a Croxicore. Well, that would make sense. Or a, a Unicorn again. Okay. I like Lucky Luke. You Because you're a brony. No, I liked him before then. Right. He had a really good interview on Slipcast. <laughs> yes. yes, he did. It's my favorite interview. <laughs> Oh, let's go to 2002. So then 2002 comes out, and I guess this is where a new version of the game comes out? Uh, I I believe so, because this is, I remember my mother trying to find me something for my birthday. Yeah. And I was at, this is when that game shop called The Game was mm-hmm. around. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Here in Oklahoma? Uh, short-lived game shop. We were at uh, the mall. The, the game shop just moved into the mall, and I was like, well, there's a version of Blood Bowl out, and it says it was, like, new. I guess it was. a slim. It says here a slimline version of Blood Bowl box set. Um, and I was like, well, if you're going to throw some money at me, I'll just buy this. Yeah. And I don't honestly know what the difference is, so. I think the box is thinner. I think it just. I'd have I, to see him compare it to know. next to each other. I, I know, like, this set of rules didn't have the wizard that could turn a guy into a frog and oh, stuff okay. like that. You know, it didn't have the, from what I remember. But anyways, um, and it might have had, I think it had the death zone rules built into it as well. Because okay. it had the extra books in it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I remember getting it then. Hmm. And I was just hoping that maybe somebody would be willing to play, you know, Blood Bowl again. Or if not, just for my enjoyment. And not for many years did that happen. That's right. So then, 2003, and I apologize if this is wrong, but I couldn't find the actual date. I think this is about the time that Fumble got created. I don't know. I, and I'm I'll, assuming... I'll believe you if that's what you tell me. I'm going to say it is, and other people can say I'm an idiot because I don't know, but I don't know. So I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. So probably 2003, Fumble gets created online, Blood Bowl. And I think before then, even, people were playing by email. Yes, I heard about that, and I was it always intrigued me. It intrigued me, but it always reminded me of playing chess by email. It just seemed like really slow. Yeah. I didn't want to do that. I understand. But it's the, after looking into it, it looks a lot cooler than I thought it was. It was 2003 when I actually put together some, that's when like some D&D minis started coming out, I believe. It might have been 2004, but it was around this time-ish that uh my buddy Gary, again, he moved back uh, to the same town I was in yeah. after having a stint in another city with his career. Um, and anyways, I, I bought some D&D minis, and I put numbers on the back, and I was like, look, it's an undead <laughs> team. I'm done. I don't have to paint miniatures. And, you know, I decided to paint my first orc team. And yeah. I just threw the, yeah, I'm a primer in black, so that's one less color. Green, red, I'm done. And some silver. And I had enough to have a human team, an orc team, and an undead team. I thought it was really cool. You were balling. And so me and Gary would get together, and we would play just some one-off games for... Using the new rules? 
uh, the rules that were in. Oh, whatever. Okay. Uh, actually, no, I did download. I think it was Living Rulebook Four at the okay. time. And Living Rulebook Four came out in two thousand four. Um. So yes, I did. I found. Yeah. So it had to be after two thousand four because I remember being. Okay. At, at my job at St. Gregory's, finding that on the the web for some reason, I looked it up and Jeez. I was like, "Oh my gosh, they have a this thing's called a living rule book four. And I printed God them damn, all. Have I known you that long? Yeah, we've known each other for a long time. Jeez. Okay. And yeah, so when the living rule book four hit, that's when I printed off copies. I got me and Gary a copy, and we made up some teams to play some games. So it was about that time. And about that time too, two thousand four, a company called Cyanide uh, creates a game called Chaos League. And they also made an expansion called Chaos League Sudden Death. This was basically just Blood Bowl, but not in a turn-by-turn mode. is more real-time. And Games Workshop didn't like that. So they sued them, and that promptly ended. But they had an amicable settlement, and we'll get back to them later. Okay. So then a couple years go by, LRB5 comes out in 2006. Mm-hmm. And this is where they upgraded a lot of different rules and changed quite a bit of it. I mean, you still have people online if you go into the forums that yeah. liked LRB four better than five or or even six. So now, when did we start playing? Um, it was not too long after this. We actually started playing, I think, in two thousand seven. But okay. I think I started showing you guys when the LRB five was official, and then I started trying to talk you guys into playing Blood Bowl. This was about the same time though that HeroClix hit their five year anniversary, I yeah. believe. And changed their format on HeroClix, which got a lot of our guys out of HeroClix. Definitely did, so, yeah. Yeah, we started playing our league So not too long after this, or, or right around this. Were we playing with 4 when we first started? We were not. Because I thought, no, 4, okay, so 5 is the one. What, what you're thinking here? I'm thinking Kemri. You chose not to play Kemri because you thought they were going to be changed <clears throat> with the next update. Uh, yeah, Living Room Book 5 came out. Yeah. And we knew at the time they were talking about playtesting some stuff, and these were proposed changes for the yeah. Kimry. And yes, you remember in those early seasons, I said I don't want to play living, I don't want to play with the Kimry until I know for sure they're in stone. Okay, you know, one way or another with the next rule set coming out. Okay, so we knew what the proposed changes were for the Kimry, but we never did the experimental rules until mm-hmm. it became official. Okay, makes sense. Because so, I, remember I said I just can't deal with having a, whatever, a mummy, and then all of a sudden they lose Mighty Blow or something like that. Yeah. So I wanted to wait till they became official. Oh, that makes sense then. And then with our league, we grandfathered in whatever small changes there was. You know, yeah, like because re- re-roll cost increasing or decreasing. LRB5 so. was in 2006, and then LRB6 didn't come out until 2009. I think we had two official seasons in our league yeah. with LRB5. Okay. And then LRB6 and the CRP, etc. comes out in 2009. I can't believe it's been around that long. I can't either. <clears throat> that's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's also when Cyanide released their game. So mm-hmm. can't How believe that that's been, been around? around that long either. Has it really been around that long? That's what it says. Um, I don't think I got it until late, though. That's but probably close... So, yeah, Cyanide, the previous makers of Chaos, they, I guess, came as workshops like, well, you've already put most of the work into it to make Blood Bowl, so why don't you just go ahead and make Blood Bowl? So they did. And they've had expansions or upgrades to it since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing much happens until 2011 when Fantasy Flight releases Blood Bowl Team Manager. It was just last year. 
Yeah. And then this year, Cyanide puts out Dungeon Bowl, right. the game, along with the Chaos Edition expansion, mm-hmm. which has the coin team. Mm-hmm. And um, that brings us up to present day where Blood Bowl team manager's sudden death should be coming out any time now. I would say the beginning of 2013. I would think we're so. halfway through the month of December. I contacted Jay and I haven't heard back yet. So mm, Maybe he doesn't care about you. No. Maybe he wants maybe. to talk to me. Well, you should contact him and find out when it comes out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're just waiting to see how things go. Oh, they're close, yeah. You know how companies are. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so that's the history of Blood Bowl. That we know of. Not including the books that we talked to Matt Forbeck about. Or the comics. Or the comic books. Also Matt Forbeck. <clears throat> Anything else we're forgetting Blood Bowl? Oh, I'm sure there is. There's all the uh, tournaments. I mean... Uh, yeah, we're not going to get into tournaments because that's... But I remember when, you know, I discovered the Living Room with Four and stuff that that was out there and that the, there's people that actually do the Chaos Cup and yeah. it's in America. Mm-hmm. And I just could... I was, I was so fascinated away. and I was like, well, it's in Chicago. I'll never go there. <laughs> Little did he know. That's right. Me too. And that brings us... Well, that's still past because the past was... Mm-hmm. Us going to our first tournament and doing our podcast. That's true. It's all Blood Bowl history. All right. So um, anything else on this segment? Newsworthy? No. I'm sure people have heard us gab too much about it already. All right. So let's just take a little short break here, and we will come back with The, the Present. present. Greetings and salutations. I am Peggy Brankenbrath, Star Halfling, and you are listening to Both Down with Steve and Scott. All right, we're back with Blood Bowl Present or Blood Bowl Presents. So, for going off of movies, this is now Carol Kane in Scrooged. Who is going to annoy us? I've never seen Scrooge. What the hell? Is that the Bill Murray movie? Yes. Never seen it. At least I don't think I've seen it. You would know if you've seen it. How have you not seen that? Dude, I don't watch a lot of movies like you do. No shit. My parents didn't just like... I apologize about that, but seriously, no shit. They didn't force me like... Steve, you're going to sit down here and watch TV for four hours. Steve, you're going to watch... Nobody had to force me. (laughs) I know you were... It's entertaining. As a... Young man in junior high and high school, I did sports. And then in I don't those know other times, I just played games. I don't know what those And are. not like video games. I played like Blood Bowl forever and other stupid games that wasted my life. No, I played some board games and people didn't want to play with me. They wouldn't play trivial. Okay, so I had friends me. and you didn't. No, I had friends who didn't play games with me. I got you. Because they'd get mad at Monopoly because I'd outdeal them. They'd get <laughs> mad at Risk. Because I literally talked one of my friends into attacking my other friend by going, you know he's going to attack you, right? Oh, he is, isn't he? <laughs> and I knew how to manipulate my friends. So they didn't like playing games with me. They wouldn't play Trivial Pursuit because I was too smart. We'd play video games because that they're semi-competitive at. So we've, we've gone on a tangent in this segment. Every segment yeah, tonight we've we're going gone on to, to a tangent. That's our show, the tangent Yay. show. So yes, the S- present... We don't know what's... There's a lot of stuff going on in the present. We've been working on our rules for some tournaments coming up. Um, we've been working on a super secret project, which 
hopefully we'll be dropping New maybe Year's so. Day, maybe? Super Secret. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, sure you don't. Um, you'll find out about that. Okay. Hopefully in a couple of weeks. I'll be tweeting it. Trust me. Okay. Um, and then we've just been playing our regular games. We've been emailing people and talking to friends and scheduling other things. But we'll get all to that. Yeah. To be more interesting about present, let's turn this into presents as to if you could have something Blood Bowl related, whether it be a thing or a concept or whatever, for this Christmas season, we're going to pick three things that we would want. Top, according to the notes, this is top three things. Yeah, whatever. If we could have anything related to Blood Bowl. I'm Scott. I'm going to read the notes. <laughs> you don't have to read the note. This oh. is what it is. I'm sorry. That's fine. I figured you made the notes, so I thought I'd read them. You don't read anything else I write. It's not your turn to talk, Kilowoggy. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, yes. If we could have anything we wanted, top three things. Okay. In reverse order. Reverse so, lowest order. priority. Oh. If that... Just... Anyways, you go first. Just pick lowest something. Lowest priority. Just pick something. Just pick something. Um, If I could have something, it would probably be... I have like four things listed here, but I'm just going to go with... Uh, no, we'll just go back and forth. It doesn't have to be three. Just whatever. Okay. Well, one of them would be... And this is not like really lowest priority. This is kind of like a rule thing. Okay. I'm tired of halflings only having six armor. And I know I bitched about that before on other episodes. Uh, I just want, I want like a halfling lineman and he can be 10, 10 K more yeah. and he can just have seven armor and it can just be zero to four positional or zero to f- six. I don't care. I'm just tired. Just of- so they can sit on the line and get hit and sort of I survive. know there's a big difference between five and six, like a snotling and yeah. a halfling, but. You play halflings in a league, you know it's, it doesn't feel like a big difference. So and, and would look, you like to just say make halflings more competitive or just that? No, I just – they don't need to – if you look at the tier system, they're, they're tier three and I know that. Yeah. But oh my gosh. Yes. Six armors, so bad. I think if you made them seven, you're right – if you make them seven, they're basically just the good versions of whatever goblins are. Right. You know? I, and I know I talk about, I've talked about that for okay. well, probably last three podcasts. I don't blame you, and I understand. <laughs> and you're going but, to be thinking that as you get your butt beat because you're playing halflings. It's just uh, – it's just I, – I had something else to add to that, but I can't even think of it right now. It's just I'm so tired of them. Uh, okay. Well, if it comes back to you, we'll come back to it. Oh, I – Okay. You know, I'm not one – you know, a lot of people gripe about them – that stunty should be You weren't more. going to say you're not one to gripe, right? No, you are I'm saying I don't want to take away, like, you know when dwarves play halflings and they just get demolished? Yeah. Because tackle. the tackle cancels out the oh, dodge, tackles, and some yeah. people say, well, maybe stunty should give them more, you know, instead of taking away, ta- you know, taking away their dodge. I'm not even griping about that. I just want seven armor on just a few guys. <laughs> they can be extra fat. So They can be blasters. extra fat. Okay. I'll, I'll take them to move less. Yeah. I can Extra see fat. That. I want a fat. Guy. I want a fat halfling that's tougher. I would, I would think that four that have one less movement but have one more armor would be awesome. Would be good. Yes. Because I want a rolling halfling cage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh lord. Anyways, I'm going to pick one, and uh, this is kind of a inclusive thing. I would like a corn team, 
as in actual models and it approved by the NAF to be used and all that stuff. Wow, I'm glad you said that. Cause... And I know that it's currently in discussions and by the time you're listening to this, they might have already made a decision on whether to include it or not. But <laughs> Yeah, right. They should. Anyways, um, either way, I just want a cool corn team. I love demons. I've always liked demons. Nicknames Rojo Diablo, Red Devil. I've always liked that imagery of just the demon iconography. So I'm looking online. I saw some old corn. I think through blood letters, but they're the corn demons were like they're really long and they have like thin, long arms and yeah, legs. I think that's a blood letter. They looked really cool. If they didn't have the knives in hands, but I got you. That's just me. I'd like to have a really cool looking corn team. Okay, that's fine with me. I'm My glad. turn. Sure. Um, I would like to see star players from the past, and that means even though I don't know them, maybe first edition or second edition, just more star players. In some type of either through fluff. I like this because as coaches, I did or as new star players in the game. And this is my idea. If we can't have them in the tabletop Blood Bowl game, if you're listening, Jay Little from Fantasy Flight Games, I would like a yesteryear expansion or Ooh. something called the, you know, remember the uh, old NFL films thing when you subscribe to Sports Illustrated? You yeah. got like um, the biggest hits in the NFL mm -hmm. or, or crunch time or something like that. You got a VHS yeah. tape that showed all the hits. It could be something like that. The old NAF. And it could have, it could be the card game team manager with all those old fluff guys in that'd there. That'd be cool. And I think that'd be awesome. Interestingly enough, my second one also deals with star players and fluff. I would like a book or something explaining who and what all these star players are. I would love that too. I like, don't know what they are or like in comic books where you have a who's who's a yeah. DC universe or a Marvel universe thing. That would be so Ithaca great. Benoin? I don't know what that is. Well, he's an old dead guy. Is he? I think he's a dead elf. Yeah, uh, I don't I, know. I, this. I totally agree because there's so many of them that someone put them together, and there's a logic to it. I just want to be privy to that logic. Right, you'd like to know where they used to yeah. play, how they Sindabad. did. Sindabad. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming he's sort of named after Sinbad the Sailor, so maybe he's Comedian. an undead. Comedian. Oh. With four and a half stars, Sinbad. I hope not. But With then, two and it, a half stars, Kilowoggy. <laughs> Sorry, know. Steve, you cannot come back. Hold on, I know I'm funnier than Sinbad. Come on. Well, not in Star Search. I don't did that, that show ever have an ending? Because the same people were on all the time, and I never saw anybody like, hey, you won a million dollars or something like that. No, that was before the time of that stuff. Okay. It was just a showcase. You, so, sorry you won every changes. week. Oh, okay. You, know. you just got to get your yeah. name out there. You get to come back. Oh. Returning champion, Sinbad. But yeah, so it could be named after him for all I know. But just <laughs> explain to me why things are named that way. And maybe that's out there, and I just, I just don't know it. Somebody email it to me. I've looked on like Talk Fantasy Football, and people have threads about things, but they're not official. I know there's right. nothing official, but I I would like something official if I could well, pick something. Well, the ones that are actually in the the books had to come from somewhere, yeah, because they just didn't know it's a skeleton guy with stakes. What do you want to call him? Oh, let's call him Sinbad, like the yeah. I don't 
the old shows. Somebody probably play tested it or something and go, this guy's really cool. And, you know, just like. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't know the names. I don't know where they come from. That's bothers me partially. It's part of my fluff, you know. But anyways, so that's it's kind of neat. That's that good. Both of our our second ones were almost the same. Sort of. That would be a nice little companion. Yes, it would. It could be a, a yearbook or something like that. That'd, uh-huh, be, that'd cool. be cool. Or a Hall of Fame book or something. Yeah. Um, so my turn again. Sure. I would love, and I know this will never happen. This is actually on my list. Um, to have a talk with Jervis Johnson. And that doesn't necessarily mean uh, on a yeah. podcast. I mean, that would be very cool. As a person who created so much that I, I don't really envy him or like worship him, but yeah. he created so much, you know, that, yeah, I still. He contributed I do a, podcast, a lot to your you childhood. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I played with his toys that it, he, at least he started off with, whether it was. A job to him or not, it it became a fun background, and yeah. we do a podcast about it. So I would love to sit and just talk to him. And and you, know, you sort of got your wish. I kind of did, and because we'll mention this now, um, I tried my best getting Jervis to come onto the show, and tried you know finding an email or contacting people to be like, hey, go this, go there, you know, if you know him, let have him contact me, and basically. I ended up sending a letter to an address on the website because he had a podcast on there. I don't know if he still does it, but I sent it to him. I wrote him a nice letter saying, you know, we do a podcast and sent him some buttons and some pens. And was just like, hey, you know, if you can come on, it'd be amazing. If not, completely understand. Uh, we just be happy that you know we exist, sort of. And I thought for sure we were never going to get a reply because it was months and months go by. And after our last recording, that night, Scott's leaving, and I'm like, I guess we're just never going to hear from him. Yeah, I know. I remember this. And then two days later, we get an email. From the man. The man himself, Jervis Johnson. And so I... I, Completely crushing our dreams. And (laughs) Steve luckily let me respond back to him, so I got to like, oh, thank you so much for Blood Bowl. It's so awesome. Yeah, he... So I was was privileged to email him. Rightly so, he declined the option of doing an interview with us, and I understand. Because if he does one with us and he has to do one with everybody else, and it oh, yeah. keeps him from doing what he's there to do is make games. That's fine. I understood. But he did say that we could pass along his quote-unquote warmest regards to our fans. So there you go. Nobody That's else a has shout that. shout-out from Jervis Johnson himself to our fans. Nobody else has that. So we sort of got a Christmas miracle. <laughs> no, I think it'd just be cool to talk to the guy. Like I said, yeah. just even over dinner, just like, so when you created the Dark Side Cowboys. Oh, if he ever comes over really... here or we ever go over there, yeah. we're hunting him down. I just like, yeah, I just love to talk to him about that stuff. Were you yeah. a Dallas Cowboy fan or was it just a play on the name or, you know, all yeah. this stuff? It'd definitely be cool. I guess my third one would be, and I'm sure a lot of other people's would be the same, new Blood Bowl set. There's been plenty of rumors out there for a while that a new set's coming with four teams. And God, we've heard this for what, two years We now. have. And I keep thinking that it's getting more credence because they pushed the quarantine onto Cyanide and said, do this. So why would they do that if they weren't putting out a new edition that had corn in it or something? Okay. 
I think it's also just getting my hopes up. Okay, so what um, my thing here, uh, my last thing on the list too, is also a new uh, Games Workshop release. So how do you envision the game, and then I will give you how I envision the game. I would want what, it. What would you want? I would want a new pitch that looks cool, and same rules as we have now in the competitive rules packet, adding corn as a team, and then just the four teams that are included. Okay. Like, uh, I guess... 12 players of, I'm assuming, I'm assuming humans, orcs, corn, and probably be an elf team. Okay. That's what I assume. And okay. new block dice. Okay. That'd be cool. All right. Um, I'm, like I haven't so, really given any thought to it because I don't want to get dis- disappointed. Right. Um, my thoughts are, I have two things here, but they are kind of the same. I also would like a re-release of the game, much like they did maybe with Space Hulk. Uh, GW's done with Space Hulk, yeah, or that pirate game that they Dreadfleet. Dreadfleet. That's kind of what I was thinking too. It's, it's more a of big a box set. It's a collector's thing. It's limited run. Um, here's my what if I had my wish, it would come with 16 player teams. Yeah, and you know we've heard this rumored box set that's going to have four teams for so long. I would like it to have Slon, Underworld, Chaos Pack, and Corn. Only because those are like the newest additions to the team rule sets. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes, I included corn, even though I'm not a big fan of. We have enough teams. If I want a corn team, I say they're human and I make them evil or whatever. But I'm fine. I don't with think it. we've. I don't think we can ever have too many teams. I know you agree with that. I I like kind of where we're at, but at the same time, you know, I don't. I don't want 45 teams. You know. Yeah. What you mentioned, though, that'd be a lot of big guys in a box. And that's fine, because they're going to charge you for it. That is true. Um, I would be more of a fan, too, if these were plastic teams. Not the fine cast, but plastic. I don't see that happening. And I know. And I would not like them to be the... I don't like the poses where it looks like somebody's in mid-running with one foot off the ground and one... Or they're leaping in the air to try to catch the ball. I hate miniatures like that. Yeah. They look cool when they're painted in steel, but when they're on the field in my head, I was like, okay, this guy's not leaping for a ball <laughs> right now. He's just trying to blitz a guy. No, no, whatever. he's really leaping the whole time. It's like the pro elf team. I yeah. like all the miniatures fine of the old GW ones except for the catchers, and I will not use those guys as my catchers because they're just jumping straight up in the air. I understand. It kind of bugs me when the thrower has the ball. And then I have to go pick up the ball. I totally agree with you. But um, I, it makes sense both ways. Um, so I would like them to be plastic teams with some good miniatures. It didn't have to have those little tiny parts that are going to break off easily. Yeah. The reason I want plastic teams is because you know I worked so hard on my little ginger badger team, that the orc team. Mm-hmm. I already got a chip on one of the metal blitzers. Those black orc blocker. Plastic things. I have yeah. kids. They could throw them against the wall, and they're not going to. Nothing's going to chip on huh. those things. Um, and I'm kind of a fan of the lightweight. You know, like I said, if you do drop a plastic miniature, most of the time you don't have to freak out. As long yeah. as you don't step on it, it's probably going to be okay. Metal. Oh boy, you got some repairs to make. Yeah. And good luck on mixing those colors. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'd like a corn team in there. I mean, they're already part of the the universe, whether we like it or not. And maybe that then the NAF would just make them official and we move yeah. on. I would like this to be one of those collector sets because while I wish Blood Bowl was like super popular, 
mm-hmm. and more people played. And I hope tournaments continue to grow, including even if there's podcasts around the world to yeah. keep come, popping out. I'm fine with that too. But in a lot of ways, I don't like how GW does a lot of stuff. So if they... <laughs> you want them to just I, put it out and pull back again. It, there's a lot of great things that we have as a, being a member of the Blood Bowl community that right now the players drive the community. Yeah, absolutely. And not somebody else. And I'm scared if it got really popular and GW started coming out with new miniatures left and yeah. right. I, you know, I hope they keep fueling the miniatures that they do have on their webpage. But at the same time, I don't want them to get too greedy because I hear it all the time from 40K people like, oh, here comes a new codex. Everything's changed. My yeah. old army's useless. This and that. And we You're right, like, because we could conceivably have a new rule set for each team. So you get a team. You have to go buy a book for the team. They have different skills. You, you never know. Right. And we know what we have now, and we love it. That's I would very hate, true. I would hate to have that that process happening where oh it's it's Blood Bowl Living Rule Book Seven and everybody go oh gosh this really sucks like it's sort of like, like my the friends went through between second edition and third edition yeah. or better yet we had a, a hero click community that was crazy around here and mm-hmm. that's it started off with you and then it bled to other guys starting it too like me yeah. And when they changed the format on how these things were going to be collectible from four pack, like a pack of miniatures that were four in a package to five, and the rarities changed. And got rid of all the REVs, et cetera. They got rid of, and they changed some of the, they always changed rules. But the guys tried it, and that first set sold pretty well locally. And then people started dropping like flies. Mm -hmm. And now we know, because I still run HeroClick tournaments for my shop. You know, if I get six people, I'll be lucky. Back when you ran HeroClick tournaments, we had minimum ten to twelve. Yeah, if not, I would get if not more often twenty guys at a just a regular tournament. Regular tournaments, I usually got about twenty people. So, in a lot of ways, by us not having GW in our faces and changing yeah. rules or changing this or that or going like, oh well, if you want the the real humans, you're gonna have to buy the human miniatures because yeah. they're reflected with this armor and this and that. But like I. We control the environment now. It's and I sort of like, like that. Like I say, it's sort of like the Matrix or Star Wars. You love the first ones. And then you're like, I want the next one so bad. And then you get it and you're like, I don't want to ever know I watched these. It's very similar to that. Because the first Matrix, absolutely incredible, blows your mind. Right. I have a friend of mine, Chris. He's not seen the sequels. And I tell him, stay in that universe. You live in a world where the Matrix is still awesome. I live in a world where the Matrix blows chunks. Because 2 and 3 were horrible. Right. So I'm agreeing with you. More hands-off were probably the better. But yes, if they just did a quick in and out of, hey, here's a nice set. Go at it. Uh And and uh, and we're shutting the door on it. In some ways, I wouldn't be mad because... This universe, this world, this game is now controlled solely by me. If I want to yeah. keep it going, I can keep it going forever. And I don't really need them. I'd like the NAF as a governing body. Yeah. I think you know, I have my own opinions on what they should or should not do. Right. But 
in some ways we got it kind of good because our game's not controlled by somebody else. I mean, sure. I hear all the time it's controlled by the people who love it. Something new comes out and they just gripe and hate it, and then they're like, "Well, what am I going to do? I already invested so much in playing. Yeah, we don't have to invest anything. We can change whatever we want. We control this world. We control the horizontal. We control the vertical. Yes, that's right. No, was, we also control the segment. So I think we're done. Are we? Okay. So I've ranted think, enough. Uh, that's all the but things. I agree. That was all of my things on my wish list. So Yeah. That's a nice little presence for us. Yeah, I like that. And then we will go to Blood Bowl of the Future. The Future, Future, Future. Famed halfling coach Micah Silversmith here. You're listening to Both Down with Stephen Scott. And now we look to the future, where Sean Connery is death. I don't even know why. Sean Connery's death. Well, whenever they go to the future, and look, it's always the Grim Reaper that tells them. Is that guy, like, near death? Is that why he's not in any movies? Yeah. Yeah, he's retired. Why not? Okay. Well, uh, yes, he's too old to accurately act, I Doesn't Kevin Smith say, like, this is my last movie, and then he'll make one more? Yeah, but he's also 40, so. I realize that. I heard some work guys told me he was going to do Clerks 3. Have you heard this? Yeah. He's supposed to, he's, since Clerks 2 was a look at Clerks in the 30s, as they were 30 years old. Then this new one is going to be looking at them while they're in their 40s, because he's in his 40s. Ah. So it's a kind of a re-looking at things. Nice. Hopefully it's good, because his last movie, Blue Chunks. Was that the one with the little, like, two and a half cops or whatever? I didn't see that one. Kindergarten Cop 4? No, it was Cop Out. Cop Out. No, he did Red State, which is supposed to be a horror film. Uh-huh. And I'm sure... Um, probably going to be pissing off 25% of the audience that listens to this, but I don't bow down to Kevin Smith. Right. That movie sucked. That's fine. So there's some stuff that I love that Kevin Smith has done. Yeah. And there's other stuff that is just crap. Yeah. So hopefully it's good. And since it'll be comedy, it'll probably be good. All right. Well, that was our, yeah. So that's the future, our future tangent, (laughs) blood bowl future. Because, uh, yeah, Clerks 3 is going to have Blood Bowl in it. Blood Bowl Future. We call it Dread Ball. <laughs> no. <laughs> God, I hope not. I'm, t- I'm teasing. No, that is, that's a legitimate topic. Is Dread Bowl the Blood Bowl of the future? You oh, talking about the new game? Yeah. Are we going to lose people to Dread Ball? Uh, no. Is not, Dread not. Ball going to bring people to Blood Bowl? Um... It's possible. Here's here's my theory. Yes, and I don't know the people who make Dreadball. Yeah, we're and not bashing the, anybody that makes it because no, he, no, 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 yeah. no. I I love the game. Crap. I I remember uh, back when we played, we, I tried to come up with a baseball version of Blood Bowl. Yeah. Um, and of course, I thought I could get away with it and stuff. Get it wasn't it. that for those crazy kids and that dog. Yeah, they, yeah, their wacky plans and mm-hmm. Scooby snacks. Do you have any Christmas? Until it's getting late. Um, what was I talking about? Dreadball. Um, I think I haven't seen the minis in person. I think some of the minis look cool. Mm-hmm. I think the idea is cool. 
I think the gameplay, if you get it and you crack o- crack it open, I'll be willing to learn it and try it. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's going to get the same magic that Blood Bowl has. No. But who knows? They might add to their fluff in that game in history. They've, they are working the fluff big time. So it, it really could be really cool. I'm not saying it can't. Um, but I have a feeling a lot of people invested in Dreadball because they're Blood Bowl fans to begin with. And mm-hmm. they thought, well, I'll get some cool mini- miniatures out of this. I am that person. Okay. Because I looked at it and they almost got me for a lot more than they did. The Kickstarter goes on. And it goes on, and you're like, okay, seems like a lot of money for a game, but okay, well, it looks cool. Okay, well, you know, it's got some cool teams with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so if I pledge now, I get the game, those teams, and then these other figures, and more figures, and more figures? So, full disclosure, I'm into it for 150 mm-hmm. I Back when I had a job, and still have a job, but back when I knew that you had my money. job was going to be there, which I don't know if that's true now. I said, go ahead, sure. Let's go ahead and do it. Worst comes to worst, I can sell the game and probably sell the miniatures and make a profit. Mm-hmm. So I had that mentality. Right. Then while I was in the Kickstarter, while I had that money set aside, things opened up and they're like, okay, well now you can complete your team for 20 bucks." And you can complete this team for twenty bucks, and you can complete this team for twenty bucks. So you were in for about three hundred. I was about three fifty to four hundred wow. at a moment, and I was looking at it, and I'm like, I'm not spending this much money on a game. I don't know if I'm going to like. Right. Because in my mind, I'm looking at it, going, okay, well, that's sixteen figures for twenty bucks. I'm sure I could sell it for sixty, and I'm like, well, realistically, no, because they'll be selling them on their website. So let's not try to I, I was trying to financially reason myself into it right just because it was cool okay. and i decided not doing that pulling back to the regular mark and just seeing how it is if i lose out on some if i really love it and i go back and buy stuff and i lose out on a little bit of money i'd rather lose out a little bit of money on the end than lose out a lot of money on the front i understand and you haven't seen any of it so you don't know yeah yeah um but when i get that i'll let you know and I, I I look at it kind of, and I don't mean any disrespect for the guys over at Impact Miniatures, mm-hmm. um, and it didn't even dawn on me, you know, because they have Elf Ball, and you can yeah. get the rules, and and it's a, its own game, and they have their own teams for it, mm-hmm. and then it never, ever dawned on me until somebody said, uh, I, I think this was at a tournament, I think this was at Chaos Cup, the pre, our first Chaos Cup, somebody said, well... They made the comment basically, and I don't know if this is true. That it makes sense now, but anyways, I don't mean any disrespect. They said um, Elf Ball was really just a game thrown together so they could have the excuse to make fantasy football miniatures. Oh, I see. And then it kind of clicked. It was that, like, yeah. oh, well, I just took it as it was a guy who was a fan of Blood Bowl, just like yeah. me trying to come up with baseball rules in this fantasy world. So I don't know what is the real truth sure, of it. A little bit of A, a little bit of B. And it might be somewhere in the yeah. middle, you know. Like I love this game so much. Here's a another version of this game, a variant. And we also can make fantasy miniatures. Regardless, I'm I glad can see Impact that is of, around. Yeah. And absolutely. Even if Dreadball is only shelling out teams for people to like, okay, this is gonna be my new Amazon team or this is gonna be my new Orc team. Yeah. 
I'm I'm cool with that. And I really don't want to lambast them or bash them at all because they seem like cool people and they're putting out a good product. Oh, I think they but really are into their game. What yeah. bothers me, and this is probably just me, they go out of the way saying it's not Blood Bowl. This is not Blood Bowl. This is not Blood Bowl. We weren't even thinking of Blood Bowl when we made this. We wanted to make it completely different. Okay, that's fine and all. There's a dwarf star player called Grim Ironjaw, right? No, is it Grim Ironjaw? Oh, for Blood Bowl? Yeah, for Blood Bowl. Yeah, Grim Ironjaw. And then there's a a dwarf equivalent, star player equivalent, in Dread Ball called Gorim Iron Spike or something. It's (laughs) a little close. I gotcha. And sure, there's dwarves, they all come from Tolkien or whatever, but... Still, right. come on. It just bothered me. <laughs> and like I said, with all the extra dice that the game requires, I, I'm i hesitant. I'll try it. But really, the miniatures better be awesome. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, but I mean... It, my worry is, since... I don't know why this is turning into a Dreadball discussion, <laughs> but it is. Cause it's, it's the, the future. future of Blood That Bowl. is partially my worry, is that Dreadball has the ability... They're doing what Games Workshop should be doing. They've got a game, they're getting it to stores, they're getting it to people, and they're selling stuff, which is great. But if a new player goes to the store and kind of likes football and kind of likes fantasy characters and stuff, what are they going to see? They're not going to see a you know, a 20-year-old copy of Blood Bowl sitting around and play that. They're going to see this brand new game that has expansions and has people playing it and it organized league through the company and then they're going to go play that so i fear that that might draw people away from blood bowl it depends if the dreadball guys really encourage leagues and mm-hmm. tournaments and stuff and you know what if they do that great for them i mean i, I don't I think it's partially just i wish blood bowl was doing that that's part of my problem. I I, I agree, um, but like I, we talked about last segment, then you have that governing body that dictates everything, you know, everything else going forward. But You're right. How about I wish this? I wish Mantic was putting out a new Blood Bowl game. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. New company, same IP, just I got gotcha. you. So enough Dreadball talk. Anyways, good luck on the Dreadball. As soon as you get it in, if you're willing to crack it open, I'd yeah. love to play it. I oh, think we will. I actually should do a segment on this show. We, it's Blood Bowl enough. I think so. Whether they admit to it or not, right. it's Blood Bowl enough. So once I get it, we'll do a review. And and really, I've seen those guys in Blood Bowl forums, so they have to know where their market. Yeah. Um, and see, speaking of the future, okay. let's talk about the future of the podcast. Okay. Uh, uh, next month, we're going to have an interview with one of the guys from the North American Team Championship. We are? Yep. Okay, see, I'm glad I got to find that out today. Yeah, they've been trying to get somebody on, and I've been meaning to. It's just we already had this scheduled. and I got gotcha. you. Holiday stuff. So we'll have them on, and they're going to be talking about the North American Team Championship that comes up in May. And if you can make it out there, they got their 12 teams, so it's a go. They've been getting a lot more pictures on their works uh, in progress of the of the miniatures min- that they're doing. The, uh-huh. Yeah, the Skaven team. That's on their Facebook page and hasn't made it to the web page yet. And see, what other tournaments do we have coming up? Okay, possibly? we actually have a lot of tournaments. So Yeah, surprisingly. 
We don't want to turn this into, you know, Slurpcast is the podcast for tournaments. So but, um, we're just going to mention our local area. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, the local tournaments here in Southern Nagareth. Uh, first up is Critter Bowl. This is going to, this was a... This is a kind of a last minute thing you did. This is. We have a buddy, at, I say uh, Oklahoma Sarge, because every now and then you hear about the Sarge that's up there in the north, in the Chicago area. Yeah. Um, but our Sarge around here, uh, he's having a baby. Or not him, I'm but his, his wife, wife is yeah. having a baby. And we were going to throw a baby shower anyways, and so we just turned this into a... Blood Bowl fundraising a baby blood shower. Blood Bowl tournament where we're not doing any prizes except certificates. And everybody can pitch in more money, but at least $25. And it's going to go to the family, um, you know, to help support the baby and everything else and get diapers or whatever they need for the upcoming months. Um, we have some crazy, uh, some crazy critter balls like the troll ball and like the troll. Porcupine. Porcupine bowl. The troll. Porcupine. Porcupine? Orky. Oh, orcupine. I'm sorry. I think that like the baby troll ball is a ball that you have to pick up using strength instead of agility right. and stuff like that. So they all have some different rules. Um, we got Wizards Asylum to give us half the shop, so we have a limited uh, uh, players. So we can only do up to sixteen people. Up to sixteen people, and you know, I we're think just, we're at six now, seven, six or seven. I think something so. like that. I'm I haven't sure. checked the email, but. So if you're in the area and want to just have a day full of Blood Bowl, um, for, that goes to a good cause. Like I said, if somebody wants to pitch in 100 bucks, trust me, the family would really appreciate it. Um, Everybody and, coming is getting uh, special dice, that we'll, which we'll mention later. Sure. Yeah. And free pizza. That's right. Me and Steve's going to... Free pizza. We're going to put out the cost of our own money for some pizza for everybody. And we're just going to have a good time. So Hopefully. Uh, we're going to have the whole back room to ourselves, so if somebody just wants to play Blood Bowl without a shirt on, they can do that. I really hope that does not happen. I, I'm going to try. I do not want to see that happen. This is also going to be the first tournament that we've said we've run tournaments together, and I've always been Steve's sidekick on the tournaments, but I'm <laughs> going to be the guy inputting stuff into the computer. Which he'll probably do better than I did based on last time. But well, I'm going to have less people. That's true. For sure. And but I am going to play in this tournament as well because this is our buddy Sarge. So. Yeah, it's going to be We're, a lot less formal. Yeah, you can find the rules at bothdown.com slash critable. I think. I think it's critable. It's on the just go to the if you go to bothdown.com, it's on the front page menu. You can hit critable, download the rules. You can see all the, the rules are a little bit different. You can take multiple skills on the players, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, not- and oh, we're calling it Critterbowl because at the time. Sarge and his wife didn't have a name for the baby yet. We were going to call it the Mary Bowl or the Jane Bowl. But they were just calling the baby. Scott does not smoke pot. No. Even though he did say oh, wow. Mary, Mary Jane Mary Jane, Bowl. wow. And Bowl. And you Bowl. put all the three words together. I've never smoked pot in my life. That's an honest statement. I've never done any drugs in my Good. life besides, like, medication. Yeah. Um, but, yes. Anyways, they were toying between the name Kinsey and Willow. And at the time, they didn't know which way they were going to go. Mm-hmm. And see, he's like, well, we call it the Critter, so why don't you just call it Critter Bowl? And so that's what we did. Done and done, sir. Yeah. Anyways. So in addition to that, yes, we had a tournament two months ago, and I guess technically last month. And now we're going to have a tournament next month. January 19th, Critter Bowl. And then we're going to have two tournaments two months after that. 
That's right, March. Oklahoma Bowl returns in what is being deemed the both down championship series. Is this on the ninth and the tenth? Is, is the ninth and the tenth. Ninth and the tenth. So we're gonna Oklahoma Bowl first. Which if you look it's really the if you go to OklahomaBowl.com, which is O R C Lahoma dot com right. bowl. Anyways. Um some fluffs up there. It's actually the Black Pelt Durance Gold Championship series. That's right. But it's the both down championship series. It's a two day event. No, How- it's not the both down championship series. Stay, stay in the universe. Okay, punk. it's the Black Pelt Durance Gold Championship Series. That's right. While it is a two-day event, there w- <clears throat> will be a prize for the overall winner of both events. It is two one-day events. So we got a four-day, four-game event on Saturday. That's right. And a three-game event on Sunday. Right, and Oklahoma Bowl is obviously, this is Oklahoma Bowl 2. Yep. Because we did one last year for our first tournament. And Spiky Cup, where does that come from? Uh, well, Oklahoma, as you can imagine, is based on the fluff of orcs. So we were thinking about doing two separate tournaments just to maximize the fun and to see if people would come for both. Um, so I figured if orcs get one, then goblins should get one. So Spiky Norman. He was a star player Yep, from second edition. Uh, he decided... If you read the fluff, you know, the goblins decided to bring him out and promote a tournament under his name. It's kind of a pun on the... the it's kind of a pun on the Spike. Spike Cup, too. Spike Magazine. Bowl. <clears throat> yeah. Spike, yeah. But it should be a lot of fun. I mean, um, you can imagine if you're a goblin in that world, you think, our team made it to the Spiky Cup, and yeah. they think they, they mean the big one. Yeah. But really, it's... the Spiky Norman. It's the little one. Yeah. Should go to the website and read the rules. Uh, the... Oklahoma's much more traditional four-game event, mm-hmm. and then the Spiky Cup is wacky, wild, and crazy. Yeah, you're going to read the rule sets. You can go to get you can both have a rule lot of sets questions. at OklahomaBowl.com for the Spiky Cup and the Oklahoma Bowl, and you're going to read the Spiky Cup and go, did I read this right? And it's like, yes, Steve yeah, decided did. to do something crazy, and so there you go. Uh, we might go into more detail on that on a future podcast. Yeah, um... um so we're just kind of throwing it out there now. but also- it, Well, if you're traveling, though, just to make it very, very clear, and we, we've made it very clear, but Oklahoma Bowl, one-day event, Saturday only, um, Spiky Cup, Sunday only, three, three rounds. Right. So if you have a wedding on, let's say, Saturday, and you still want to play Blood Bowl, you can come out on Sunday. Mm-hmm. If you have your daughter's birthday on Sunday... You can come out all day Saturday and play. If you're free both days, you can come out and play. And we'll take, like Steve said, those. If, let's say there's 10 players that play both. We'll take the guy that ranks the highest among all of them, or yeah. overall tournament points, and he will also get a special BDS, BDCS trophy or something. Yeah. It's, championship Series. It'll be a special little thing. It's but not mainly required. for fun. Not, yeah. yeah, it's just an extra add-on. Each tournament will have their own rewards and prizes and trophies. So you got your first, second, third, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. The overall will just have one overall winner. That's right. So, so it's not going to be an overall second, an overall third, et cetera. So it's I just, plan on winning the Oklahoma Bowl, too. And then I plan well, on winning no, the no. Spiky Cup. You can't play both. I, I want We're doing to. two so we can each play one. I know, but I want to. Oh. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. I'm Beaker. Me, me, me. All right. Um, so, also, in addition to that, 
we're having something very cool made up. Yes. Do we want to mention this now, I guess? Sure, let's talk about it. It'll be up on the website shortly, hopefully by the time you listen to this. But it's only a prototype on the website. It's a prototype on the website, so things will change. We're getting our own custom pitch for Oklahoma Bowl. Alex from FF Fields is being gracious enough to help us out with that, and it's looking pretty cool. It's looking really, really cool, actually. And it's when you look at it, it's a little bit different than the ones you're used to, because normally you got the dugouts and the turn markers both on the same side. This one was splitting up to have a little bit on each side, so you can play it long ways, or you can play it side to uh, on the sidelines. Right. You can play north to south or east to west. End zones or sidelines, however you want to say it. Right. So this pitch will actually work both ways. And we came up with this because we go to tournaments and we Alan play Blood Bowl. helped a lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah crazy halfling Allen. Um, but when we play in our home leagues, most of us play across, you know, at our kitchen tables. Yeah. We play on the sidelines. So he really helped out and he broke the mold. This is like one of those good things that Alan mm-hmm. does. Absolutely. So. Thought outside the box and... It should be really nice. Um, if you go to our website, you don't have to come to Oklahoma Bowl to get this. If you'd like to order it, we'd be happy to get it sent to us, and then we can send it out to you, although that will have to charge you the actual shipping. So right, we'll figure that out. But until December 31st, if you pay in full, only going to charge you $65, which, yeah, kind of expensive for a pitch, but it's cheaper than most of the pitches from Alex. So what that means is if we're you're eating, listening to this. We're mostly eating the shipping. <laughs> if you're listening to this and it's not on the website yet, that means it's my fault. So you only have about 10 days to <laughs> to rally and get this discounted Oh, price. wow. I did say December. Th- oh. We should probably push that to January 15th. That's up to you. Yeah. You're the money backer. You want okay. to go January 15th? Yep. We're going to... Do January fifteenth. You got until January fifteenth to get the discount. To pay price. for full price, sixty five dollars. I don't want to harp on this. I don't want to sound like we're selling you, but I'm doing this well, these because are expensive. It's super expensive to ship from Italy too. That's yeah. the most of the problem. So I'm being nice, eating the shipping. We're doing that, no problem. Um, if you don't want to pay the full amount, you can pay. $35 up front, and then $35 when it comes in. So full price is $75. We'll have that on yeah. the website, too. But if you do pay half, it's non-refundable. It is non-refundable. So you back out. So. That, that allows us to unload the extra. I have to do that because um, then well, I know. get stuck. Because we're going to have to have the order in kind of quick, you know, to make sure that we get it in time for right. the tournament. So if you have any questions, definitely let us know. If you want more information, let us know. And these are the, the puzzle feet. Yep. Pieces. Puzzle piece. Right. The really nice ones fit in your bags, all that stuff. Yeah, and I'll, I'll get an image up uh, this week, so the next, yeah. cu- next couple of days, and it, it's a work in progress, but I would say it's at least 85 to 90, probably yeah. closer to 90 to 95%. Yeah, it's, it's real close. Minor changes. It looks really cool. I like so. it. So the, hopefully this will be something that Alex will help us with every year, have a nice little new pitch. And if attendance is high, maybe uh, we do the spiky cup every year, yeah. Too, and maybe we have a spiky field and, or something. Yeah. Uh, more than likely, I don't know for sure, but if you order, if you order it early, you'll probably get a special bonus. I can't tell yeah, you what it is. Well, we got to make sure we get that. But we got to make sure we get enough ordered first. 
Um, might be a championship field for the winner, so we'll worry about that. Right. Also, Oklahoma Bowl going to be ordering an orc team and get it painted up. So we're going to have a fully. Oh, wow. I oh. know. Wow, you just put yourself on the spot. I'm doing it. I'm throwing a lot of money at the tournament, but. Okay. It's going to come back to us. This is being held at Wizards Asylum, so not having to pay money to a place yet to actually. I got you. I got you. you. Know, I know. Shell out I'm for just, the venue. The reason I'm shocked, everybody, is because before we got even started recording, he's like, I would like to have a painted team there. And now I've, he's I've been saying, planning on it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. So good for you. I have enough faith that we'll have enough people show up to justify it. That's right. Let's break the record attendance that was set at 23. Yeah. Let's let's get more than 23. Let's, I think we will. Let's get 30. We'll have, a, we'll have a bunch of people from Tulsa, hopefully get some more of the local guys. We've Texas, got, I'm ready for you to step up. we got a couple of Texans signed well, up already. Dallas people, we need you. I know the te- the two Texas guys are going to show up. We yeah. need the Dallas guys. Um, it's time to let them drop and just drive on up here and let's have some fun. And I guarantee we'll have tons of prizes because I'm going to blow too much money on this as always. Um, we got people from Denver coming in, so that's awesome. That's nice. Um, so we so just need the local guys to start signing up. I know. It is three months out. So anything else for the future? Slurpee um, Bowl's coming up. If you yeah, want to sign Slur- up for that, Slurpee is actually going to be capped on attendance. I can't remember if it's like 50 it's or 60 coaches, but Slurpee Bowl is like one of the biggest tournaments in America. I mean, besides probably Chaos Cup, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's them Extreme and Brian Cup. Mitchell, he does a great job from everything I've heard. He's Every, a great guy, too. The Tulsa guys that went last year said they're going to try to go again. I um, might go if I can find a ride. I don't know. If but I, it if just I depends I on my job. Have What's the, the money, problem? You know. We'll see. I I doubt it's going to happen this year. Yeah, probably not. But Chaos Cup, we will make. So, come hell or high water, I, I we'll hope make you're right about Chaos that, Cup. my friend. But we'll see. I have no doubt about that, okay. unless one of us dies or something else. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let North American Team Championship. We'd love to, but again, depending on the job. Eh. Yeah. So many tournaments. Tulsa's oh. thinking about running one. Denver's thinking about running one. Oh my gosh, that'd be great. Possibly one in Houston, possibly one in Austin. We need more tournaments. That's good. It's awesome. It's I'm gr- glad it's to see to the community the, grow. Yeah, exactly. If people are talking about it, it means we've done our job very well. I think so. Or enough. I and think that I have done my job very well. You, it's all you, Steve. It's Everything's <laughs> about awesome. you. You're just so great. My aura is just flowing off. Yeah. It's like pure white light. No, I'm awesome. Read the Scott shirt. Scott is, okay, I was going to say, he's mentioning his shirt. My oh, mid- yeah? I have yeah, a Miz shirt on that says, "I'm a- hello, I'm awesome. What do you have? <laughs> underdog shirt? It's underdog MMA, so oh. it says never fear instead of no fear. Ah, uh, okay. There's no need to fear. Underdog is here. I got you. That shirt's only sold to single males. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Mr. I'm wearing a wrestling shirt. Hey, I'm married. <laughs> this is true. Do with that. <laughs> Anyways. Anything else for the future of Blood Bowl? Uh, no, we mentioned Slurpee Bowl. We mentioned Chaos Cup. They're far out there, but you need to try Team to manager expansion, hopefully. Yeah, we talked about that in the other segment. Um, I think this is it. Maybe new podcasts coming. Maybe. From who? Uh, I heard an England rumor. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. It'd be nice. I don't know if it'll actually happen. All right. 
if anybody else wants to do a podcast, eh, do it. I don't care. Yeah, I'll, I'll listen. You got our blessing. I'll listen. Like if you listen to our first episode, we. Why do we need a third hour? We don't. But sure, why not? I right. got plenty of time to listen to stuff. So we have anything else? Trying to think of something, but I got nothing. Now we're out of notes here too. So um, we're going to take a quick little break, and then we will come back with some shout-outs. Hey there, Blood Bowl fans. I'm Snob Costas here, reporter for the War Tribune and primary beat writer for the Long Island Blood Bowl League, hailing out of the greater New York City area. Recently, I won a stool of surprise for my article on exposing heresy and using skeletons on an undead team, so you may know me from that. I'm here to tell you about the Long Island Blood Bowl League. This league is in its third season right now and recruiting coaches for its fourth season, due to kick off with the Hicksville Havoc in late February, early March. The LIBBL accepts any experience levels, and even has rules that help usher a new coach into the folds of league play. There are two games a month, held on the third Saturday of the month at the new Game Master Games in Hicksville, New York. The coaches are flexible for makeup, so don't let that stop you from joining. The LIBBL has a rich history in its three young seasons. The original Montauk Cup went to the Dark Desire, a Dark Elf team who knocked off the human Whistonland Griffins in the finals. It was a close game between two very experienced coaches, but the Elves cheated <clears throat> uh, uh, one in fair and square. There was also the Comac Challenge, a match play tournament that pitted the coaches in Nassau County against those in Suffolk to finally decide which county had the best brains in Blood Bowl. Unfortunately, Nassau chickened out and sent only two coaches, so they got slaughtered. It promises to be an annual event, so there will be other chances. There's 12 commitments for next season, so email snobcostas at yahoo.com if you're interested, and the commissioner will hear your application. Please include past teams you've run into the ground, ratio of kills to touchdowns, and of course, team fouls leader. Thanks, and have a riotous day. Snob Costas, out. As you just heard, that was the Long Island Blood Bowl League. We have to thank Mark Zuckerman for sending that to us. Yeah, I got to hear Snob Costas. I love that. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. Yes. I like that. Um, he sent us an email asking us to shout him out, so we are doing so. Did you see their newsletter in that email? Yeah, I saw the stupid newsletter. I know. That- I replied back to him, like, who do you think you are? It was really cool. You're not allowed to have a good league, cool coaches, and an awesome newsletter. It had, like, fluff in it, and it had, like, hints. Like, here, if you want to be better at this, look yeah. at this and that. And it was like that. a very, very mini blitz. Yes, exactly what it mini was. Mini blitz. Mini blitz. And since we're giving them a shout-out, I don't believe any other podcast has unless he's reached out to them and we just don't know about it. I think that they should list the uh, podcast at the bottom in alphabetical order. So, of course, you know, both down would come first. And then three die block because of the T, T uh-huh. and then Slipcast. Oh, okay. So All right. anytime anyone's listing stuff, just do podcasts in alphabetical order. And three die block does start with a T, not a three, so that goes after us. Or actually, I don't even care if you say like numbers come after the letter Z. Yeah, that's and So fine. you do it that way. As long as we're first listed, yeah. that's pretty much the main thing Alpha I'm concerned about. Alpha numerical. 
It's alpha first and then numerical. That's fine. Exactly. Either way. Sure. Spell it out. Use the three. I don't care. As long so as what we're saying first. is us. Put us first. And if anybody comes out with a podcast that's like the Big Blood Bowl podcast, I'm going to change this to like the Alpha Both Down mm. podcast. Also Both Down. Yeah. Also Both Down. <laughs> then it will be the AAA Both Down. God, it sounds like some awful <laughs> spinoff of like Bob Newhart. Also Bob. Ah, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> this is also Bob. Anyways. But yes, we appreciate him sending this to us. And if you have any commercials you want us to play, as long as they're good, we don't mind playing them. If there's a whole bunch of echo and we can't hear what's going on, probably not going to play it. But yeah. other than that, we're good. I'd like to give a shout out to uh, this is uh, Jim from Twitter and his son Ben from the GCGG Blood Bowl League. In Gibsonburg, Ohio, they actually contacted us. And yes, believe it or not, fans, they asked for some strategy advice. I think they went to Jingle Bowl, yeah. I believe is what they went they to. Uh, that was put on by Fevin. Is it Fevin? Yeah. Is that her, her name on um, online? And it was a good cause of donating toys and a Blood Bowl fund. But they actually contacted us and said, hey, can we have some advice for my son's uh, dwarf team? And uh, they supposedly they used all my suggestions, and I never heard exactly how they did, or, but I'm yeah. sure they had a blast. So, but big shout outs to Jim and his son Ben. Is he the same one that asked about the Lizard Man team? I don't know. Did he Man, play lizards? I can't remember anything. You gave anymore. advice to somebody with Lizard Man team, did? Yeah, you? I think it might have been him. And if it was, I hope. Well, if not, I apologize because I'm forgetting. I just. I should have mentioned it. I should have wrote it down. You guys don't mean as much to Steve yeah. as everybody means to me. So always just contact me. Yeah, please contact Scott first. I'm yeah. completely fine with that. Because <laughs> um, then I have to get emails. Who was that? Can you look this up? <laughs> um, but yeah, he he was taking Lizard Man, and I mentioned putting Pro on his Croxigore. And he said that saved him like six out of nine times. Because it's just a good skill to have. Nice. You got a big guy? Why waste a reroll? Just put pro on him. I gotcha. I just wouldn't take the big guy. Well, yes, but it's more fun. I gotcha. Uh, I'd also like to give a shout out to uh, Paul over in Australia. Oh yeah, and, and his just son let, Riley. Just let Paul know from right now we're not going to be cussing. So you can let Riley listen. That's fine. Oh, okay. Is he like a younger gentleman? Well, yeah, he's younger than Paul. Well, Paul's his dad. Well, yeah, that's why he's younger than him. Oh. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. So anyways, yes, continue with your shout-out. Okay, so we'd like to give a shout-out to Paul and his son, Riley. Thanks for listening to both Dan. I'm glad you guys really like the show, and I we appreciate all your fan, your fan emails because you don't realize how much we like some feedback. Every now and then, it's nice to get patted on the head and saying, good job. Yeah, it is really nice hearing, and... I guess Riley had a little problem, was in the hospital, so he actually got a Christmas present early that he wasn't going to be getting. Is this the signed uh, book by Matt Forbeck? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, Paul had heard us interview Forbeck and found how nice he was, and I guess we told him to contact him, or he contacted and, and Riley, him because of that. And Riley, as soon as you're done with that book and you like hear this shout-out and you think, God, that Scott guy is so cool, you can just send that to me. Just email Don't us. Don't do that. Keep it. Ah. Keep it for yourself. <laughs> but anyways, we're, glad, we're glad he's getting better and always happy to hear from other people out there. 
a future, especially Australians. A future, like, what am, I, what am I trying to say? A future... Awesome man. Not awesome man. He's like the next generation of both down listeners. Listener. Okay. I, I'm trying to go somewhere here, but now it's past midnight. <laughs> You've so lost it. I lost it. Anyways, uh, thanks for listening. Exactly. So now back to the cussing. Back oh, to the cussing. No, no, I guess not. We'll try not to. We try not to really cuss. We just try to be ourselves. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, uh, I think Jingle Ball is where he went. Who? Trevor Torres. Trevor Torres. Was he the guy you gave Lizard Man advice? No, 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 no. Okay. He's the one who did the Young Guzzlers program. Oh, yes. If you mentioned, I forgot that. Remembered us mentioning that a while back. He was taking donations to get a program made that he gives out to all of his opponents. Mm-hmm. And he sent us some. They're really cool. And it's just a, a program about his team and their history and their fluff and everything. Yeah, he goes through every player and tells the well, the players, stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. It's it's very nice, very well done. Got a nice little ad in it. It's very cool. You know, uh, even though I have a copy, I'd like to get a copy by playing him so he can give me oh, another I copy. So I can keep. I mean, I think it's cool that he gives that away. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as like thanks for playing me type thing. I mean, that might be something we have to steal in the future. Oh, yeah. Because we do like to steal good ideas. Right, like And podcasts. having a podcast, yes. Yeah, like, hey, why not? Let's just do a podcast. If, hey, if they can do it, anybody can do it. Uh, we'd like to give a shout-out to Alex at FF Fields once again yeah, for totally. working with us on the creation of the Oklahoma Bowl pitch. He's been really great about it, and you should just go look at his art. It's awesome. And you can go look at that at fffields.com. ff-fields.com. Is it ff-fields? I think so. Okay. Either way, you can find it. It's oh. the internet. You know how to use Google. I know. I feel like stupid for telling does. everybody anybody anything or even linking. I heard. I heard some commercial the other day go, and you can contact them at http colon backspace backspace. <laughs> and they really said backspace, not backslash. Backspace. Mm-hmm. Okay. www Really slow, just in case you didn't know okay. what to do. Well, th- those were a yeah. business ran by baby boomers. Who... I'm thinking so. Yes. It was pretty sad. Um, see, anyone else we want to give a shout out to? Um, You're probably too late. Yeah. But if I'd you're listening just now. There's uh, only a few days left of this. There was a Kickstarter for Fumble Dice. and That's pretty much over. Yeah. I think we by, mentioned it last time. time we're it, mentioning but... it now. But in between episodes. It did almost like twice of what they needed. Yeah. So you so guys love up. Blood Bowl, or at least Dice. And I don't or know Fumble. Which. I think they love Fumble. But speaking of Dice. Oh, uh, yes. See how I was trying to lead you nice in there, and you didn't segue. catch it. You didn't catch it. You know what? You know what? I, I, I say this only to rich people with expensive tastes that have too much money and not enough sense. Uh-huh. Nice segue. Well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, we made some both down dice. Uh, I- Actual both down dice. Yes. So you can roll the dice and get both down. Okay, they don't actually have a both. They have our logo, both down logo. Right. Dice, put it that way. But uh, since we had some extra Nuffleween dice, we went ahead and sold those off and used the proceeds to buy some dice from Chessex of the both down logo. And now we are offering these to our public to help fund the podcast. Because as you know, it is our anniversary been one year so and this stuff ain't cheap i know we uh we don't charge you guys a lot for listening and <laughs> we actually have a lot of fun listening but yes the the web space costs you know the, as with everything prices have gone up so 
And so we have these dice made, and we have hopes that maybe you guys will, hey, I want some both-down dice, and all the proceeds of that will go back, funnel right back into the show. Yeah, absolutely. We're not going to ri- get rich or send Trust me, kids I've, to college. I've lost a lot of money on this already. I'm not going to be <laughs> making money off anything. So. Right, but it will go back to pay for the, the web space and the use Tournaments and coming like up that. and other right. dice and other fun stuff. And this might be a traditional thing that we have some different dice maybe every year. I'm thinking type. so. So this is the 2013 exactly. Both Down Dice. And if you want, just go to bothdown.com. You'll, we'll put a picture up there probably. Yeah, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get that up. I'll put them up on the Facebook, which is facebook.com slash bothdown. Right, and we got Tweet two out, different I'm colors. Sure. Yep. I just saw them tonight, so it's orange, orange and black. We got straight orange with black inlay. Right. And then a red and black with a white inlay. Right. They look really cool. Right. Um, so. After kind of losing my shirt on shipping last time, <laughs> um, we're going to price these a little different this time. Yeah, Steve goes, all these uh, or, uh, Nuffling dice are selling really quick. It's like, yes, because this sh- it's such a good deal. Shipping has gone up a lot since I last shipped stuff. I, I understand. I mean, it, it really has. It, yes. In America. Because before, it was like, I could ship, I could used to be able to ship, like, hero clicks for less than a buck, no problem. Right. And now you, you walk into the, God, I'm getting old. <laughs> now you walk into the post office and they charge you a dollar. I remember when stamps were 20 cents. So, and I really do remember when stamps were 20 cents. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they were 19 so cool. for a while, and they went up. Yeah, they went up to 20. I remember my grandma, like, really complaining about that. But st- why would we get talking about mail? Because this is the tangent episode. Merry Christmas! It's Ho-ho-ho. still cheap to get one thing across the continent not having to do anything. Anyways, I'm still going to include free shipping. I'm just upping the prices, except internationally. Yeah. So... We got the orange, we got the red and black. So How much are you gonna charge me? If I if I want the orange ones right now, I go, tell me and I'll pay it. Ten bucks. Okay. So what if I say I want the red ones right now? I live in Oklahoma, can you ship them to me? Ten bucks. Okay. So what if I want both of them? Is that twenty bucks? No. Fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks. We'll be nice and do that. Okay, what if I want two pairs of orange ones? Is that still fifteen dollars? Yeah, it's probably still fifteen, yeah. Okay. So yeah, if I sense. want two pairs of red ones? Fifteen. Ah, so I have the well, option. Yeah. Oh, now he's the red, well, the red See, I put ones, him on the spot. I'm pretty sure the red ones are probably going to sell out faster than the orange Why? ones. Why? I don't think the orange ones are really cool. They are. They're both cool. So I would prefer that people buy one of each just to keep it even. But yes, you're more than welcome to order whatever the hell you want. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One set, 10 bucks. Two sets, 15 bucks. Okay. Anything more than that? You want three sets? Just five bucks each additional set. What? Now you're crazy. Now, I now am. I wish you would have talked to me about that offline. Too bad. Uh, offline, off, off the air, because I would have said no, because I'm greedy. Yeah, I'm not really greedy. I just don't. We lost a lot. We didn't really make <laughs> anything back on those Nuffleween dice. Yeah, we did fine. I mean, we're happy. And we still have some of the orange and red. Nuffleween dice with the green inlay. Yeah. Uh huh. So we still have some of those. So if you still want a pair of those, five bucks added in if they were a second set individually. Okay. You know, ten bucks a set. But. So, anyways, if you love this podcast and you love dice or you like to collect dice, we do have some dice out there for you to support the podcast, and, and we really appreciate it. We so. really do, absolutely. And like I said, free shipping in the United States. I don't care. I'll suck it up. Um, internationally. Just add a couple of bucks. It'll so help $2. out. So if yeah. I was in France and I wanted two dice. If you were in France dice, and you wanted six sets. Oh, okay. I'm not doing that much math. 
Um, uh, 15, 10, five. And then 5, 25, so 35. 35 plus. 37 bucks. 37 bucks, okay. That's not bad. I'm in. How many francs is that? I don't think they use francs anymore. How many pesos? Well, they never use pesos. How about a euro? Um, that's a good question. I would say... How many pounds? Well, it shouldn't be, but maybe 12 ounces. How it's not many, that heavy. Um, but I uh, can't think of any... Just Deutschmarks. Deutschmarks. There you go. Yen. Lira. Oh, I should have known There's that. There's all kinds of stuff. Is Yen the one that's in Japan? Mm-hmm. Okay. How many churros? Churros? How many chimichangas? Churros. Uh, yeah, I love churros. A fresh churro <laughs> is amazing. If you come to Crudible, you get these dice free. Congratulations. Ooh, they'll be the first people to get them. Yes, Can they, they will. choose them at Crudible? Like which color? Sure. Okay. We'll figure that out. No, seriously, if you go to like the like flea market's a good place because yeah. they'll have a, a churro stand mm-hmm. and you can get a fresh one and it's amazing. You know it's made out of dog, right? I don't care what it's made out of. It's cinnamony and it's doughy and it's yeah, like, it is pretty it's like a fat guy magnet. This is hey chubby, you're close <laughs> to being on diabetes, having diabetes anyways. Just uh, come over here and suck one of these down, and then they go like, well, it's two for four dollars, and you're like, well, I don't want to just get one for a two twenty five. I got to rip them off by getting two for four dollars, and exactly. it costs like twelve cents. Like the paper they wrap <laughs> it in costs more than the churro themselves. And you know who wins? The Mexican American who's running that. He's like, "If you chubby, if you and go take your diabetes, you'll be back for some more churros. You want one of these Spanish cokes? It's made out of real sh- with real sugar in it, <laughs> or maybe you want one of these." Grape uh, or orange sodas that are really sweet. And I go, yes, I do. I'd like two of those, please, sir. So you can tell this is a Christmas episode because we didn't talk anything about Christmas. And Scott's rambling like he's drunk. I'm just really tired. That too. I'm fatigued. I, I like Christmas. Uh, I'd like to actually give out um, a shout out to a few more people. Um, one to everybody for just listening this long. If you're still around since the beginning. Yeah, I don't know why you'd be listening still. But if you are. We appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And this is our anniversary show. We should give a shout-out to everybody who's listened, everybody who helped. We know our shout-outs tend to take way too long. But yeah, it's fine. you still listen. You I would it. like to give a shout-out to Brock, uh, Nathan, and John. These are three guys I work with. Uh, last week we didn't do the podcast like we were supposed to to get this out earlier because I had like a little family deal come up and through a, a monkey wrench and things. But I'd like to thank them because – they all pitched in some money just to kind of cheer me up, and they bought uh, Skylanders Giants. Remember this? We talked with uh, Jay Little about this. I think it was off air that we talked to him. Okay. Oh, it was off air. But we off air we talked to Jay Little from Fantasy Flight, and he was like, "You have kids, you got to get this Skylander Giants thing." And anyways, the guys knew I've mentioned it and thought about getting it for my my girls and stuff, and they pitched in and they they got that for us for Christmas to kind of cheer us up and everything. And uh, we played it last night. It was amazing and fun. And so I, I appreciate them being there, even though they didn't have to do that. So they're not going to listen to this podcast, but I would like to thank them and acknowledge them. Brock yeah, Anyways, Brock might, yes. Um, but, you know, it's good to have people around this time of year. And, you know, without sounding really cheesy, you kind of find out the people that mean the most to you, you know. Yep. So. Mexican churro vendors. Oh, God. I'd, I'd really like a churro right now. I would, too. Um, anything else, shout-out-wise, besides the guy who's going to give me a churro? Not really. Not really? Okay. Anybody wants a shout-out in the future, just drop us an email, bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. 
hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Kilowog2814. Yeah, and if you need uh, team advice, man, you just hit me straight up at, at Fat Finley, F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y, and I'll do my best. Or hit us up at, at both down, and we'll get you there. Uh, as always, we got Facebook, facebook.com slash both down. Please review us on iTunes. Buy our stuff. That's right. Um, kiss your kids. Kill a dog. No, we don't I don't know what dog. we're talking about. We just want to say Merry Christmas. Praise Jesus. Yeah, praise Nuffle. I'll give you that. Praise Nuffle. Okay. Praise Nuffle. All right. All right. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever. You I do. would say Happy Kwanzaa, but really, come on. Even black people know it's made up. <laughs> oh, okay. Come on. Really? I don't know. Um, I, I don't really know the history of Kwanzaa, Happy Festivus so. to the rest of us. All right. Well, just um, try to do something good. It's the the time. This actually is like the time of year. I I like the build up to Christmas maybe more than Christmas Day. Yeah. I I enjoy Christmas Day because my children. But I enjoy Christmas Day because that's the day I get to sleep in and not see anybody. (laughs) Well, that's that's a good thing. The whole world's like a zombie town. But from after the Black Friday sales, usually till about the day before Christmas, you can actually see people who. And there's some jerks out there still, but they actually try to be nicer. And so that's at least some good. I'm not saying they achieve it, but. You should have Christmas and, in your heart every day. And You should. And I like Christmas music too, so. I like Christmas trees. Do you really? Or you make that up? No, the, the Christmas trees, the. Oh, the little Debbie snack yeah, cakes? The little Debbie snack cakes. Here we go. We got to get a box of those neat though. Yeah, unfortunately. So because, good. Oh, yeah. So nothing Blood Bowl related for the last 30 minutes, but <laughs> have fun anyways. Happy Blood Bowl! Sorry, whoa, it's, whoa, whoa. sorry it's out so late, but we'll do better next month. They don't care. They know. have something to listen to when they go, Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer Song or something like that. Isn't that a Christmas song? Of course it's a Christmas song. Yeah, What'd Walking you think? Home from Our House Christmas Eve. What did you Eve? think it was, a Valentine's Day song? I used to think there's no such thing as Santa. As for me and Grandpa, we believe. Christmas at Ground Zero is a much better song. It is, but both are classics. And you never hear Chris, uh, Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer anymore. Never. My grandma actually really got infuriated when I used to sing that as a child. I can imagine. Well, I, I didn't understand then because I thought it's just a song. Yeah, Here's it is just a song. The, the final tangent. <laughs> can oh, we wrap uh, this up? Because now it's bugging me. All right, let's wrap it up like a Christmas present. Merry Christmas, oh, everybody. Nice. Thank you for the one year and many more to come. Merry Christmas. Both Down is a production of Couch Pirate Radio. Please drop by CouchPirates.com to hear more of their podcasts.
hours away now. I'm sure you're all looking forward to it as much as we are. You might hear some reindeer on your rooftop, or Jack Frost on your windowsill. But if someone's climbing down your chimney, you better load your gun and shoot to kill. Oh, it's Christmas at round zero, and if the radiation level's okay, I'll go out with you and see all the new mutations on New Year's Day. 